My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live not only for the Big Four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we, we are, are the WNR. WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today is the WNR 209, part two. Two! And before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. An exploratory ship from Earth faces intergalactic challenges for 100 years in the future. The show follows the adventures of the Orville, not-so-top-of-the-line exploratory ship in Earth's interstellar fleet. On the last episode, we reviewed the latest content on the WWE Network, including collections new programs, and 205 Live. All the latest news, and we delved into NXT UK. On today's show, we head back to the NXT UK, finally the crown jewel of the WNR podcast, NXT Update. With five episodes and the start of the Dusty Classic, it's NXT time. But, before we get further into that, James, I have a little present for you. It's a little present for you, because I know you collect pop vinyls, but it's mine... And you can be in charge of it. I can be in charge of it. What what special pop line? Let me have a look. Oh, it's Randy Orton, Dan. It is indeed, Jess. I would have got you a Bobby Roode one, but they don't do him. I would have got you a Buddy Murphy one, but they don't do him. I would have got you a Drew McIntyre one, but they don't do him. They only do great wrestlers, hence why Randy Orton has got one. And uh, it's proportional as well, because Randy Orton has got a massive head. So it's, it's quite weird how they do that. Uh, no, other than is in the series, uh, an invisible John Cena, a Batista, a Ric Flair, and a Charlotte Flair. Woo! So there we go, I guess, um, people, oh man, you ought to, I mean, it's a lovely, so this can go in my collection, can it? But it's mine, when you die. Yeah. I'm having it back. Yeah, you're having it back. Yeah. <laughs> or well, you can time. keep, you can keep any of your other pop vinyls. But how many Randy Orton toys have you got now? I've got a life-size Randy Orton dildo slash vibrator. <laughs> yeah. I've got a Randy Orton cutout. Yeah. I've got Randy Orton duvet cover, t-shirts, pillowcases, posters adorning my bedroom. You've got the brawling. I've got a figure. I've got a brawling buddy. Um, You've got a glass that you drink out of. I've got a Randy Orton glass that I drink out of on special podcasting occasions. RKO hat. An RKO hat. Randy socks. Randy Orton socks. Randy Orton boxers. Randy yeah. Orton trousers. Yeah. Randy Orton penis warmer. Yeah, you've got all that. I have indeed, wow, yes. you're a big Orton fan. I've got Randy Orton tattoo in a very special part of my body as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting that gift for me. I really appreciate your fault. Your thinking behind giving me a Randy Orton seeing how much you like Randy Orton. But yes, it will go with my uh, my other collection. Until you die. Until I, until, I, until I die. But yeah. it's funny how you think I'm going to die before you. But 
We shall see, shan't we? <laughs> we shall see. Let's move on to NXT UK. So 32, it's the 27th of February. And I can only see this going one way, and that's having new tag. I would absolutely <laughs> shoot my load if we had new tag team champions. And this should be a very interesting match. And we've seen Larkin's been a very busy boy. Yes, he has. He's had a great 205 Live. Can he have an even better NXT UK? Hopefully we see him in our NXT update as well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're involved in the tag team division. So there we go. We're going to start off with James Drake and only Larkin. He is the one and only. The man probably least known in these four. And he's, I think he's got a point to prove to everybody. He's been put in a position. Well, James... Your namesake, Mr. Drake, hasn't even got a blue tick on Twitter yet. I know, that's bad, isn't it? You know, so he, he needs to become known. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Zach Gibson. Shankly Gates, yep, see him through the NXT tournament. Again, brilliant competitor. Very dangerous in his right day and, you know, rightly so, tag team champion. And again, you know, with Danny Birch, Britain's own. So it's only only Lorcan, but again, we've welcomed Cassie Sono into the fold, so... What's to say only Lorcan's not welcome? He, he, of course, is. I feel like about this team as well. Look, even Birch, right, who's known for for black pants, black knee pads, he's got that little tinge of blue because he's teamed with only Lorcan, you see. So at least he's trying a little bit. He is indeed, yeah. Of course, they can't all wear the same colour because you get confused. Gibson gets a tag in. Birch managing to leapfrog, but so does Gibson. Straight chop to the throat of Danny Birch. Make no mistakes about it. Zach Gibson is a dangerous man. And he's going to want to put Birch right into their corner. It's a perfect tag team with quick tags as well. Slams Danny Birch down and it gives slams Jam- James Drake onto Birch. But only gets a two. Two. And again, we're seeing a completely different dynamic <laughs> to NXT UK. <laughs> you know, two guys or two teams that are absolutely outstanding in the tag team division. We've got, you know, the veteran-like Lorcan and Birch, and we've got the young upstarts, but both bring something great yeah. to the tag team division. And we know they can deliver, because we saw it a takeover from uh, the grizzled young vets, and, of course, we know from Lorcan and Birch, and Lorcan's just got the tag. And Lorcan in, chopping the chest of Drake, throws him into the corner, follows it up with a huge uppercut. Upper what? And then Irish whip to Drake, but catches himself in the apron. That's an innovative way of tagging him, but the referee says, no, it's not legal. Both members on the outside of the apron. But that gives Drake a chance to grab the ear of Lorcan and sends him into the ring post. Shoulder first. And you see Gibson with a thumbs up. And now they can make a proper tag. I think they were just mocking the system. It was working well, and now Gibson's got Lorcan. Springs over the top rope to the match below and just takes out Oni. So impressive there by James Drake. Now Gibson in complete control of Lorcan just with the quick clotheslines. Trying to wear him out. Pin attempts and now submission. James Drake in full control of Oni Lorcan. Zach Gibson in full control of Oni Lorcan. Well can Lorcan try and get up. Get to his corner. 
tags in James Drake. Who comes from to only Lorkin. Backbreaker from Drake to Lorkin. But we know Lorkin can take a lot of punishment, but at the moment it's just turned into a handicap match. Well, again, even though they've not been together for that long, the grizzled young vets certainly know how to cut a ring in half, and it's what we like to see from a tag team. It's definitely shown they're here to mean business. If they can get a victory over our tag team in a year, I mean, that could propel them up. You know, <laughs> up into the echelons of great tag teams. And when you think on NXT UK, who is there? Mustache Mountain? Well, they've beaten them. Apart from that, they could rule the roost for a while. Until well, you got the coffees. Things. you got the coffee brothers there. But again, it's Hills v. Hills. So unless, you know, can Gibson and Drake work as a face team? I think they've given them, give them time. You know, give them, I think there's potential, maybe. They're not very likable at the moment. They're not very heelish heels. I know you saw, like, the, with uh, Zach Gibson distracting the referee. But it's not a rival. They're heels, but they could easily get cheered because of how good they work. Yeah. And I can see that in, in a little bit with Jake and Gibson here, you know. And but, they have been very impressive in this match. Yeah, that, they're definitely a team, aren't they? You, know, you can see they definitely work well together. A number of names through the sports entertainment. Gibson tags himself in again, but Lorcan manages to dodge him. Sidesteps Drake, backslides Gibson, gets the tag to Danny Burke. And all hell's going to break loose now. <laughs> cool, son. He's on fire, baby. Honestly, Danny versus James. Oh. <laughs> well, Danny's in, catches. So, like, I can see the resemblance between me and him. Zach Gibson, German suplex. Throws him to the corner. Now here comes James Drake. And Danny just makes him look stupid. German, su- it's German suplex, sending Drake back into the corner. And Danny Birch can feel the taking time on his way. Lovely step up in Zaguri. Throws Drake across the ring. Perched on the second. A lovely seated drop kick. Nips his way back up to his feet. And gives it up on the apron, but not back down. Gives Drake a chance to get up, though. Oh, misses a step up. Birch had it scouted. Huge power bomb. Rolls him through. <laughs> knee to the jaw. One, two, two three. Oh. oh. James Drake just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Gibson's down at the moment. Can Birch capitalise? He's looking for his partner. But he's had the crap beaten out of him. Yeah, Lorca needs a bit of time to recover, I think. Birch picking up Drake. Might be looking for Tara London, but Gibson's getting involved. Long enough distraction for Drake to send Birch back first into the corner. Well, Gibson wanted Drake to get up, but... Birch caught with a kick and now gets caught with a double team move. Oh, oh. code break. Oh, gut buster off the second. No. Birch managing to get the shoulder up at two. Zach Gibson's having a bit of a fit. Two. I can't believe they didn't get the job done there as well. well Gibson tags in Drake. He's put Birch up on his shoulders. Well, Lorcan's managing to get up into his corner. Birch with a backslide oh. to Drake. And a forearm by Gibson to Birch. Lorcan gets the tag in. Double blockbuster. Oh, my God. What a huge headbutt by Birch. And he's ripped as well, Lorcan, my God. Many tenses up. And now quickly tagging in. Birch, and now he's got him up on his shoulders. Uppercut. Huge uppercut off the shoulders of Birch. <laughs> Lorcan's been stopped by Gibson to... Oh... Gibson sends Lorcan into Birch, breaking up the pinfall. Oh. You know this match, you feel it's going to heat up in a minute. 
and it's just going to burn out while it's on on a high. There we go. Lorkin and Gibson both get the tags. Single leg Boston. Drake comes in, though. He gets caught in a single leg Boston. And now it's Birch that's come in, and he's looking to get Gibson, but roll through, and he's looking for Shankly. And now Lorkin... Opponents standing <laughs> off the two legal men. And Gibson with submissions. Gibson with a slaps. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Only oh. Lorkin just grabs hold of the jaw of Gibson. Slaps him three times. Sends him back into his corner. Drake comes in. Oh. Lorkin ducks a clothesline. Hits a lariat of his own. Oh, my God. Only Lorkin looks awesome. And here he comes. <laughs> Suicide dive takes out both the Grizzled Jung vets. Throws Drake in. Oh, that's it. Gibson's down. Birch is there. Picks Come on. Up. High angle DDT. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh. <laughs> and James Drake somehow managing a kick out. Uh. Well, we've seen two good matches, but this must be the best one so far. And now Birch is tagged in. Lorkin's perched on the second rope. Oh, oh, Gibson in. Pushes Lorkin off the top. Well, Birch has got Gibson. But, oh, Drake with a roll-up. He's got the ropes. Oh. Birch. Well, an illegal pinfall, but somehow Birch managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. I say, did he get the shoulder up or not? Drake sent back into Gibson, who gets a tag in. And now it's just Danny <laughs> and Zach just trading. Oh, Drake's in. He's got Birch up. Oh! An assisted code breaker. Oh. For the three against Danny Birch. But Lorca and Birch definitely held their own in this match against the NXT UK Tag Team Champions. I'd love to see him have another opportunity very soon down the line. What a great match, uh, these two teams. What a great fucking show this has been. No, it's We've had a technical masterclass, two big hitting masterclass. And a tag team masterclass. I mean, what more would you fucking want? Honestly, this it's shown you everything that there is on NXT UK. It's been brilliant. Uh, and I say what, I love Lorcan and Birch. I think they're great. But Gibson and Drake have shown that they're a top tier tag team as well now. Uh, so it's episode 33, March 6th. Well, the Kiwi Buzzsaw's bitter rivalry against the Irish Ace reached a new level of destruction when they squared off in NXT UK's first ever False Count Anywhere match. Plus, Liguero bested Joseph Connors. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barfell dominated Sam Stoker and Lewis Howey. And Nina Samuels took down Charlie Morgan. Well, the first match was Liguero defeating Joseph Connors. And after falling short against Liguero a couple of weeks ago, the very jaded Joseph Connors engaged with a high-flying competitor in a rematch in order to establish that he is and always has been better than the Lee's Luchador. Well, Connor's got the advantage early in the explosive contest, punishing his master opponent both inside and outside the ring. But Liguero roared back with a high-octane offence that paved the way for a fierce back-and-forth battle for supremacy. But in the end, Connor's fury is not enough to overcome the technical powers of Liguero, for in the height of a knockdown drag-out matchup, the masked warrior used his quickness to lock up his opponent and pick, a, p- pick up the pinfall, giving him his second victory over Connor's overall. I'd rather pick up a pinfall than pick up a p- 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 penguin. <laughs> That's what he's going to say. As the dust cleared, Liguero offered a good sportsmanship handshake, only to watch his defeated opponent refuse it outright and walk away in solemn fashion. And then up next, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel defeated Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley. 
In a display of sheer dominance, Eichner and Barthel laid waste to both Stoker and Howley when they determined that their outmatched foes had enough. They capped out their onslaught by hitting Stoker with a wicked powerbomb slash forearm combination. And then Nina Samuels defeated Charlie Morgan. The Nina Samuels show came to NXT UK in full force against the very game Charlie Morgan. But despite Morgan's tremendous grit, Samuels would ultimately reign supreme by lifting the foe onto her shoulders in the final moments and dropping her opponent into the netbreaker for another impressive victory. And in a match, in a first ever NXT UK Fools Count Anywhere match, it's going to try and potentially put an end to this bitter rivalry, a bitter feud, in our match where we've seen Jordan Devlin kind of taking out Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw, before they've even had a chance to have a proper match in the ring. And uh, hopefully this is a culmination of everything these two guys have to offer. Yeah, without doubt. And we can see the Kiwi buzzsaw out in the ring and Jordan Devlin's making his way down. And all the other Travis Banks is waiting, going to go after him with the punches. And the brawls already smashed. It's false count anywhere, and already a suplex trying to for a cover, but only a one. One. <laughs> Going on the attack early. Jordan Devlin is trying to get away. You talk about all the bad feelings here. Where are these two guys going? Fighting through the crowd, travelling up some steps. Certainly giving these fans a good spectacle and a good show for their money. I think Devlin just wants to get away at the moment. And now up right on the top. I mean, it must be at least 20 foot in the air. At least 25, 30 foot up from the ring. Oh, my God. Now, Devlin's got nowhere to go, and he's teetering on top. And Devlin's falling. Devlin's got one hand left. Oh, no. He slaps both hands. And Devlin fell all the way to the floor there. Oh, my God. At least 15 foot. At least 16 foot. It's going to get worse because he's at least 18 foot in the air right now. Is he looking to come down on Devlin? You're joking. No, don't do it. Oh, a huge splash. Takes out Devlin. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. oh. But the Irish ace managing to kick out. Uh. Oh, top of the morning. <laughs> oh, my word. This is just the beginning of the match. And a huge chop there. The Kiwi Buzzsaw bringing him back in the ring. He should have a match against the Jiri, the Japanese Buzzsaw. <laughs> That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And a kick over Barry Cade. At least Devlin's ringside now. And now they're fighting at ringside. And Devlin sending Banks into Barry Cade. And he's going underneath. And what's he going to look for? Looking for a steel chair. We're going for the midsection. But Banks catches him. Oh, rams him against Barry Cade using the chair. Throws him back into the ring. And Devlin begging off. And Travis cheering along. Wants him to put Devlin away. We want tables. And now the kick's by Travis. Super kick to the jaw. Rocks Travis Banks. Uh, rocks Jordan Devlin. Sends him out the ring. Banks looking to go flying. And here he comes. Oh, oh. But Devlin with a chair straight to the shoulder. Oh, my God. And he landed heavy on that. Referee's counting. Oh, Only a two count. Two. Now Devlin throwing Banks back in. Looking to go on the assault. We've got Top Mountain just railing down the right hands onto the head of Travis. NXT UK fans picking up on something that me and James, or certainly me, noticed. First time we saw Jordan Devlin singing, Your head's too big for you. Oh, and Travis Banks sent into the corner there. Well, a huge backbreaker there by Devlin, and now he's looking to try and put Banks to sleep. But Travis definitely got the crowd behind him in this one. 
All I heard was potato, 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 ricochet, potato. Oh, Devlin did shout something about ricochet, but I'm not sure what. Well, the crowd chant Kiwi buzzsaw, and he's back to his feet now. Look at the fight back. Oh, gets an Iranagi. And a standing shooting star press goes for the cover, but only a two count. Two. Devlin's got a big head. Well, now Devlin. It's like Banks on the apron. The crowd telling Devlin what they think of him. Looking for a Spanish fly off the edge of the ring apron, but Travis Banks managing to hold on to the ring ropes, and Devlin just went down, knees buckled against a steel chair that was on the outside. Oh, double foot stomp across the back. Goes for the cover. Oh, but only gets a two count. Two. Was referee a little bit out of position there? Could have been a little bit quicker. And now Travis Banks got the table, sets it up. And Devlin's come back in the ring. He's got hold of Banks. He pushes him into the referee. Catches him with a seated drop kick into the referee. Oh, the ref's down. And if anything goes. Oh, my God. Well... Travis Banks there, the knee to Devlin, rolled him through. He's got him pinned. Must have had him down for at least seven seconds. At least 12. Checking where the referee's gone. And he gives Devlin a chance to maybe recover. Or maybe take some more punishment. No, recovery is the option. Headbutt to the chest. And with that, he's using that as a most deadly weapon. That is indeed, <laughs> yeah. It must take a lot of effort swinging that nut around. That's a third of his body. Massive headbutt. And oh, moonsault. Or moonsault. Two. Oh. oh. Well, referee came back in, but Banks still managing to kick out. Uh Devlin can't believe it. Banks shot a massive headbutt. Then that beautiful moonsault. Well, the Kiwi buzzsaw certainly has the fans behind him. But Devlin may be looking to finish things. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if it's because they hate Jordan Devlin or because they like <laughs> Travis Banks. Devlin sends Banks back first into the corner. Who do you think is going to win this one then, James? Well, I hope Travis Banks wins it, you know. He's been uh, beaten up so much. It'd be nice for him to get a bit of retribution. Retribution. But I've got a feeling they look at Devlin as a, a star in NXT UK. He's got Banks up on top. Travis holding up, holding on, though, fighting him off. Now on top. A plex. Devlin rolls through. <laughs> oh! But gets caught by Banks. Falcon arrow by Banks. Went for the cover, but somehow Devlin managed to get shot off at two. Two. Both men, both, <coughs> both men barely able to stand on their feet here. <laughs> Slapping away at each other. Forearm shots. Oh, this is unbelievable stuff and Banks. Just with everything he's got. Windmilling in on the back of Devlin. He's emptying the he's emptying the tank. And now goes for the forearm. But Devlin dodges. And now it's Devlin with a combination. Well, Banks had it scouted. Realised what Devlin was going to do. Hit a slice of heaven. Well, Devlin rolls to the outside. Banks, I think he's so spent, can't even follow him out there. But there is a table set up on the outside. Well, I've got a feeling that might come into play. It's false count anywhere. Just roll out there quickly. Get Try and get a cover. recovered. Wow, that was different. Devlin took Banks down, used the apron to try and cover him, but only got two. Two. Trying to send Travis Banks' head, uh, knees first into the stairs. 
he moves out of the way and Devlin shoulder first into the steps. Uh oh, and now it might be payback. He's got the leg of Devlin. Begins with B, ends in itch, and payback is it. And now look at this, just stomping away at the leg. So it all started. I don't think Trav win this. I think he definitely wants to hurt Devlin for good. Double foot stomp off the steel steps. Ankle lock in. <laughs> and now Devlin's caught cool and he's just struggling to not tap out. Rolls through, sends Banks ribs first into barricade. But Devlin can be sent on that left leg. Well, Devlin up in the apron and now Banks is going to follow. Huge knee, he's got Devlin loaded. Uh-oh. Trying to suplex him up, but Devlin blocking everything he's got. Sends him into the ring post. Spanish fly through the table on top of the cover. Two, three. Oh, my God. Jordan Devlin looks to be busted from that, but he gets a victory. What do you think of the match, though? Absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, you know, completely other side to NXT UK. And, again, both guys delivered. Love him or hate him. Devlin... He's a brilliant worker. Yeah, without a doubt. And it was really, really entertaining. And you're someone like Travis Banks. And it's an unlikely set of guys. And that's why I like NXT UK. It's the unlikely guy, you know, even with Lorcan and Bircho include. You wouldn't necessarily think they stand out as kind of superstars. But it's just like really likeable about them. And I think even throughout the whole roster, you know, Walter and, and, and people like Tyler Bate and Gallagher we've seen. Uh, I think the last three episodes have been brilliant, haven't they, you know? Absolutely superb, yeah. And... You know, NXT has got something to go if they want to beat this. I mean, you know, we've seen four completely different matches, but they've all delivered. Mm. You know, we've seen technical, we've seen a two-big hostage team match, a false count anywhere match with two very technical, great wrestlers. And, you know, if, if you want to showcase what NXT UK can do, and without Pete Dunne in the mix as well. This is the thing, isn't and it? And the yeah. Coffee Brothers. The Coffee Brothers... We've seen what Storm and uh, Ray Ripley can oh, do. Oh, certainly, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, and we want to see more for the women's division. And like I say, and that's what we look forward to. We want to see what's happening next week, you know, as opposed to maybe some cow okay, leave it for a couple of weeks. With this, you want to know what's going to happen after. And Devlin has just been in a war with Banks. It's episode 34, the 13th of March. Well, backstage, we see Sid Scudder and Johnny Saint arriving to the venue for NXT UK. Sid announces that Kaylee Ray will be making a debut tonight, along with a huge tag team match of the Coffee Brothers versus Pete Dunn and the master of the slap, Walter, in the main event. What a main event that will be. But first, it's Morgan Flash Webster versus Wolfgang. Well, it's a nice back and forth action with Webster showing his striking skills. At the end, Wolfgang catches him with an elbow, but still attempts a 619 from the ring post. Wolfgang catches him, begins ramming him against the ring toss and the apron. Wolfgang with a cable toss for the one, two, three. Yeah, Wolfgang reluctantly gets his hand raised by the referee as we see replays for the match. He can't help himself and continues attacking Webster while he's defeated. Cassius Ono announces that he's officially part of the NXT UK and he will begin to bring the classic British strong style. He says that all of NXT UK's favourite superstars are just copycats and they don't realise the opportunity that they have. Cassius Ono repeats that he will bring authentic British wrestling to NXT UK. Well, so Cassius Ono coming in. Is that a good move for Cassius Ono, do you reckon, or NXT UK? Well, yeah, you know, it is a very common name to bring to NXT UK. Not that they need it, but 
any addition is good to NXT UK. I think at the moment, yeah, as the roster grows on. And then we get Amway Jordan and Kenny Williams versus Tyson T-Bone and Saxon Huxley. Well, Huxley and Williams both get their respective tags, but Williams gets the best of it with a missile dropkick off the top. He then follows it up with a springboard back elbow, a pump kick that sends T-Bone off the apron, and a big back body drop that sends Huxley to the outside. Williams and Jordan do in-sync suicide dives that take out the opposing team. Williams and Jordan with their combo wheelbarrow splash slash bomb for the 1-2-3. Well, your winners, Kenny Williams and Mir Jordan, the two are surprised that they emerged victorious, but they celebrate accordingly. His replays are shown. Ginny is backstage and being interviewed, but she tells the interviewer that she's tired of hearing Tony Storm's name because she's the only thing, because the only thing she cares about is the NXT UK Women's title. She says that the only person that deserves that spotlight that comes with the title is her. She says to go ask Storm their questions as she exits. Well, Eddie Dennis is backstage and he says he will turn from exile to face British wrestling mainstay, Ligero. He says that Ligero is in the wrong place at the wrong time and he will be the next victim of Eddie Dennis. Noam Dar comes out to the ring in his dress clothes. He grabs a microphone and tells the audience that it's so good to be back in NXT UK. He says that he's travelled the world with 205 Live through his career, but the entire time he has been keeping band of NXT UK. Dar is excited to travel to Glasgow with the NXT UK brand. He reminds the audience that he's been with NXT UK since the beginning. The people in the back can't fill his boots. He reminds the audience of the times that NXT UK stars got to Toy 5 Live and were gone quickly thereafter, or in Flash Morgan Webster's case, in a flash. And what about someone like Mark Andrews as well, who came and went, just wasn't the competition that Noam Dar was. Well, Mark Andrews interrupts him, hearing what he had just said about his 5 Live. Well, Dar now might have to eat as well as Andrew's coming out. He's not happy. Well, I like... No, Dar's one of my favourites, but I'm a fan of Andrew's. Well, Dar's telling him to calm down. Look, it's just a joke, all right? A Welshman and a Scotsman get into a ring. <laughs> and Dar goes for the shot. Oh, Andrew's ducks it, catches him with a kick to the head oh. and sends Noam Dar scurrying out the ring with well, his tail between his legs. Well, Dar realises, wrong place, wrong time. But he'll be back to fight Mark Andrews, and, and that'll be a very interesting match down the road. Yes, and backstage, Zia Brookside says that she's proud to carry the last name that she has. She said that her bullied as a child, and more than anything else in life, she hates bullies. She says that Rhea Ripley is the biggest bully in NXT UK, and the next time they step in the ring together, she will learn the hard way that she is not the same Zia Brookside. As before. Oh, we get a vignette hyping up Mike Kitchum and the Primate for next week. And now it's Candy Floss versus Kaylee Ray. So Kaylee Ray's going to make a debut, but Candy Floss coming out here and she does remind me of Blue Pants over in NXT. Oh, hell yeah. But she's sweet. But here comes Kaylee Ray. And I'm very excited about this debut. Well, everywhere Kaylee Ray has gone, she's always ended up on top in the women's division and she looks to come to NXT UK and make a huge. Personally, I'd like to see Candy Floss on top, but, you know, each to their own. Each to their own, but we see Kaylee Ray coming here. And she's looking to make a statement here in her first matchup. Here we go. Kaylee Ray's going to start with Floss. Kaylee Ray started at 17. Because born in Scotland, made her way around Europe, wrestling for multiple promotions. Now got the arm of Candy Floss. Just wrenching that shoulder around. She's very familiar with uh, a SmackDown superstar. Nikki Cross. 
Obviously, they got a better Scottish connection. Yeah, both came up together, fought, had wars over time. <clears throat> Kaylee Ray here looking to make an impact and a shot to the face of Candy Floss. That was an impact on the jaw of Floss. A hammerlock thrown Candy Floss into that corner. Now, at the moment, she's just playing with Candy Floss. Now, look at the aggression of Kaylee Ray, just working the arm. Looking for that huge forearm, but Candy Floss ducking it, rolls up Kaylee Ray. Trying to get a shock victory, but Ray manages to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And a picture-perfect dropkick there by Katie Ray. Taking Floss down. And Katie Ray pushing away Candy Floss. The big chop, Floss. Leave it. Super kick to the face, though. Planting Floss face first with that piggyback splash. Gets the three. Well, very impressive by Candy Floss. A woman I think is going to have a major impact. Major, Major impact. impact. In NXT UK's women's division. What are your first thoughts on both of these women, Dan? Well, you know, I'll start off on appearance-wise. Candy Floss looks like Vince McMahon's typical woman's wrestler. Think of that what you will. But Kaylee Ray is certainly full of talent. Um, you know, it is a bit unfair that they're using Candy Floss as their uh, yeah. kind of fodder for the moment. But, you know, maybe she'll improve. But I, I don't know. I don't think Kaylee Ray is... I don't know. We'll see how she progresses. The thing about her is that she doesn't look like an out-and-out superstar, if you know what I mean. But she does back up the ring. Hopefully, she'll you know against uh, more, better opponents. You know, with more time, she I think she can deliver through the ring perspective. But it's interesting times now. Like I said, they're building the roster now, aren't they? We've seen it with Cassie Sono, and now we've seen it with, uh, of course, Kaylee Ray. Well, backstage, Mustache Mountain are excited for their continued opportunity with a Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. This is that Zach Gibson isn't ready to compete, but he wants a match against James Drake. Well, again, backstage is Scala and Johnny Saint confirm that next week, Tyler Bate will go one-on-one with James Drake. And up next is the main event, Pete Dunne and Walter versus Joe and Mark Coffey. You talk about dream teams, you talk about everything else going on, but I think this team could be the greatest of all time. <coughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of the Coffee Brothers, but tonight they have to go against Pete Dunn and this man. Well, here comes the bruiserweight. And I mean, we've talked up Walter so much these past couple of weeks. And I, I, I'm sure that there's going to be a meeting between Pete Dunne and Walter down the line, which I cannot wait to see. But, you know, we're bigging up Walter and how great he is. But I think sometimes we take Pete Dunne for granted. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the problem. I just want to say I love Pete Dunne and I think he's an excellent champion. And I just, I, it, it, he's great. I honestly can't come up with any more kind of words for him after so much time of what he can do. And tonight he's teaming up with Walter. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Well, I think, you know, as you say, you say we take Pete Dunne for granted, but he's earned that with us, you know, since we've seen him in 
the first United Kingdom Championship tournament, he has earned our respect from there. So, you know, he, he kind of goes without saying that Pete Dunne is amazing. Pete, Pete Dunne is. And when you consider the problems that Pete Dunne's had with Joe and Mark Coffin, same with Walter as well. I mean, still continuing that storyline a little bit. Even though Walter is laser focused, looks like at the moment of Pete Dunne and that NXT title. But one thing that goes without saying is Pete Dunne is guaranteed to be a future WWE slash Universal Champion without a shadow of a doubt. And if they don't do that, WWE have fucked up big time. It will be the greatest miscarriage of justice. If you don't see a British champion in the next 10 years, or five years even, I think it's just going to be huge. It's going to be such a disappointment. Uh, and also, what, I can see him standing very high when we update our top 50 list as well. And I think Walter at the moment, I don't think anybody's come in and had that kind of impact. It's just kind of shook everything up as well, you know? He's the big man that we never knew we needed. Honestly, you're crazy. <coughs> Good news for Mark Coffey is that Walter's not starting. Bad news for Mark Coffey. Pete Dunne is. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Dunne has kind of owned that title and... If and when it goes to someone else, they are going to have to earn it. I think this is the thing. And and the water thing coming in has just worked even better because Pete Dunne, like you said, has, has worked so hard to be on top of the division. And we, we've been thinking, who's the next man? And then you've got Walter there and it's like, he could be the next man, but I don't want Pete Dunne to lose. You know, it's yeah. like about it. Like, I'm the not only way yet. I want Pete Dunne to lose is by him going up to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a, in a match way, the only way I ever want to see Pete Dunne lose a title is not by him not passing out or something like this. Yeah. And, and I can't, you know. But the thing I am glad of is he hasn't got an Oscar streak going for him. He has been beaten. Yeah, that's true. That is true, yeah. And, you know, I think something like that is, it's good. It's not looming over him. And, you know, I, I just think it's, it's going to be an amazing matchup no. if yeah. and when he loses it. Uh, well, every match that he's in is great. But this is the thing, and you talk about big-time players, it's like Pete Dunne's got over even Walter, who's coming and had a big impact, but every event that Pete Dunne's had a big match on, be it TakeOver, be it whatever program, he's always delivered. Like I said, yeah. he, he always brings it, and you can just imagine what a match of that calibre is going to be like. Well, you can see that the NXT UK brand was built around Pete Dunne yeah. and his title reign. Yeah. And he's backed it up, you know, he said, let me run... I can run a company on my shoulders, basically, and this is what Pete Dunne is doing right now. And he just cranks out just beautiful wrestling technique as well. And he's so young. <laughs> it's just... I, again, when Pete Dunne came along, I never knew that it would it would change like the wrestling world as, as I see it. And he tags in Walter. Uh-oh. And Mark Coffey, <laughs> his chest is quivering already. Walter's going to chill you, kill you chant his can around the audience. And, oh. And it, oh. Taking a leaf out of Pete Dunn's book. Putting a hand down on the mat and just stamping on the elbow. Well, Pete Dunn's like, Psha. Maybe a little bit of mind games there. Pete Dunn's knowing how dangerous Walter is. Oh. 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 <laughs> Mark Coffey slaps Walter's chest and immediately backs off. Joe Coffey tags himself in. Stupid or wise? Well, I think wise for Mark, but Joe now has got to face Walter. Don't get me wrong, Joe Coffey is a huge guy, but Walter just engulfs him at the moment. I mean, he looks like Vladimir Kozlov. (laughs) Yeah. 
But he's a completely different person, athlete, wrestler. <laughs> it is mad. Well, am I stereotyping Eastern Europeans? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, he's definitely got that look, but he's just, like you said, he's, I just, for doing stuff so simple, makes it look so good. And a shoulder block there, and he's saying to Joe, bring it on. And they're chanting chops as well, <laughs> as Joe run into water. For a second time, and Walter just doesn't even budge. He says, go on then, third time. Oh, sends Walter back to the ring ropes, who comes off. And he got the sleeper in, but Joe blocked it. And Walter runs through him with a shoulder block. Chop Pete Dunn's hand as he tagged him in. <laughs> that must have hurt Dunn. He grabs the arm now of Joe. Oh, the stamps on the elbow, just like Walter did to Pete Dunn. Is he returning to mind games or saying, look, you can do it. I can do it even better. Yeah, is that anything you can do? And I think that's what Dunn is seeing at the moment. Walter again. Walter wants in. Pete Dunn happy to oblige. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too far. But is this about the Coffee Brothers or is this about Pete Dunn and Walter? Oh, who just delivered God. two humongous chops to the Coffee Brothers, and God knows how they've managed to make it back into the ring. Oh, no, credit to him, but Walter Pete Dunn are going after him, and yeah, it made it about the two men for a second, the Coffee Brothers say, wait a minute, you want to fight, it's a bit of competition. Don't count us out. Oh my God. Have Gallus gone to the wayside now then? Is it just the Coffee Brothers as a tag team and no Wolfgang? Well, <laughs> Blade Wolfgang! Oh! Walter with a backdrop, Pete Dunn with an inside-out suplex, sending the Coffee Brothers back first on the ring apron. And now these two, probably champion and potential future challenger, going face-to-face yeah, in a pose-off. Work at that. Is there more of a more anticipated match between these two men? You see the replay of the move. But Pete Dunn, he is not back an inch. Dunn is the smallest man in there by a considerable amount, and yet he stands above them in some weird way. Oh, yeah. As being the champion as well. Not just the champion, but for 500 plus days. Without a doubt. You know, and it, this is the thing, Dunn. And Dunn and Walter working like a very well oiled machine. I know there's a bit of one-upmanship, but I think that's playing in their favour. Because the recipients of the one-upmanship are the Coffee Brothers. <laughs> Dunn thrown into the corner. Joe comes in, but again, Dunn getting out with a kick. Foot stomp to the... Well, double drop kick to the knee. And now Pete Dunn showing what he's capable of in the ring. Tying up Joe. And now he's got Joe. Looks like the bow and arrow. If he can get him down. No, <laughs> just stomps on the knees. Looking for a suplex. Backslide. Mark tags himself in. Oh, Pete Dunn looking to jump over Mark, uh, over Joe, but Mark with a German suplex, and then Joe goes round and takes the legs of Walter out, rams him into barricade, starts stomping away. You don't want to piss off the big guy. Well, how clever is that by the Coffee Brothers there? And Mark with a knee drop. Well, the Coffee Brothers are an established tag team. This is the first time Walter and Pete Dunn, and now they're just posing off, mocking the two big guys. Or the big guy and Pete Dunn. <laughs> well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Pete Dunn now is being worked on. And he said, like you said, they're posing together and they've been together a lot longer. But Walter and Dunn, this is a question. Can a great tag team beat two great individuals together? Maybe Dunn and Walter have got their eyes elsewhere as Joe now just multiple Irish rips in the corner. 
Backbreaker into a cover, but only a two count. Two. And again, cutting off the ring. Make sure Dunn can't get to water. Stay away from the boots, Coffee. Come on. Stay away from the ropes, Coffee. Come on. And now just quick tags and Mark Coffee with the boots to Pete Dunn. Booker T teaming up with Mark Coffee. Well, Mark gets tagged to... Joe gets tagged to Mark and Mark comes running in. Dunn sidesteps him and then a German suplex taking him down. Walter desperate for the tag in. Well, Joe gets the tag in. Oh, and Pete Dunn just inches away. No tag to Walter. German suplex, but Dunn lands on his feet. A kick to the head. Finally tags in Walter. Now here comes a big man. <laughs> oh. He just throws Joe Coffee across the ring. Uh, Mark Coffee across the ring. Now he's got Joe. Oh, huge back elbow to Mark. And now the Coffee Brothers teaming up on Walter. Oh, my God. He breaks a double clothesline attempt. Takes down one. Mark Coffee ducks. Gets him in the sleeper. And he's caught Mark. And now German suplex. Oh, Walter charging towards Joe. Big boot in the corner. Running sent on. One, two, no. Joe managing to kick out. Oh. Oh, and Joe Coffee there. Big clothesline in the corner. He stumbled water, but not knocked him off his feet yet. Clubbing blows, but the ring general goes down to one knee. Oh, my God. And water catches him, but Joe with a go-behind. German suplex to the Austrian. And now it looks like Coffee's going to try and finish it with a discus clothesline. And a overhead suplex, nearly breaking Coffee's neck. Goes for the cover, but Joe managing to kick out. Ah. Uh, done on the apron, looking for the tag from Walter. Mark looking for the tag from Joe. Gets it. Pete Dunn's in. A shoulder block there. Double stomp to the fingers. <laughs> Joe's in. Second row, up to the top. <laughs> looking for the spring ball, but Pete Dunn just forearms him away. Dunn springing over the top, going up to the second, moonsault on both the Coffees. And he lands on his feet. And now he's throwing Mark Coffee back in. Oh, double axe handle smash across the chest. Oh, but Walter gets a blind tag and Mark can't re- doesn't realise. Dunn over Dunn the top. <laughs> rolling out of the way and Walter comes in with a double drop kick. Double underhook suplex. Oh, no, kick out. Oh, well, Mark's still in this just, but Walter now might be looking towards the end. And he turns, he's got the Boston Crab in. Dunn's in to stop Joe from interfering. Oh, Joe caught Dunn as he flew over the top rope, throws him back first into Barricade. Oh. <laughs> A huge chop to Walter, who just screams, not relinquishing his submission hold. Oh. Fire them chops. And Joe Coffee caught with a chop, goes to Mark. Mark blocks it. Step up in Seguri, rocks Walter. And still but not be knocked off his feet. Now the ring general catches Mark. No, he can't go up there. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Joe's got Walter on his shoulders. Mark off the top with a clothesline. Goes for the cover. Pete with the save. Oh, my God. That could have been it. Mark slapping Walter around the face. Uh-oh. <laughs> he grabs him by the throat, a la the dead man. A la dead man. Oh, and, and he slaps him across the jaw. Now Walter with a sleeper hold locked in. And now Joe helping, but he's putting both men in. And he's got both coffee brothers now. 
And the arm's holding on by Joe. And look at that joint manipulation by Dunn. Assisting Walter. Who oh. Germans both the coffees. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my Christ. Walter to cover. One, two. two. Mark managing to kick out. Oh. I knew this would be good. And now Walter says it is over. Oh my God. Oh no, Mark scurrying under the knee. Let's go under the legs. Oh. Low bridges Walter, but Walter runs straight into the top rope. Might have blinded him and now done inseguries to Joe. After Mark caught the leg and ducked the inseguri attempt. And Pete Dunn with a Kimura lock. Oh my God, it looked like Joe was trying to bear hug. Turned into the Kimura. Walter's got hold of Mark. And both coffees are going to sleep. Oh. And Joe throws Pete onto Walter, who breaks a submission hold on Joe. Oh, my God. Joe Coffee there, spearing into Pete Dunn. Turns him back first into Barry Cade. And looking at the NXT UK Championship, saying, yep, that's going to be mine soon. Throws him back in, and he's got the title belt. And this is not loud, and Walter seems to be bleeding a little bit as well. Done step up into security and a clothesline to Joe the outside. And now Walter's been busted with that rope. He thinks it's Dunn's fault. Well, Walter went with a big boot. I don't know if he's going for Dunn, but he hit Mark Coffey. Powerbomb, two, two three. three. Well, Walter pins Mark Coffey in a hellacious affair by both teams. Yeah. But I think the bigger story here is what happened between Walter and Pete Dunn. You know, Dunn and Walter win, but there's definitely problems. What do you think of the match there? I thought it was bloody good. Eh? Uh, Coffee Brothers looking very good. Uh, had a lot more challenging than I anticipated from. But, you know, they are telling such an amazing story of Pete Dunne and Walter as well. You know, they've Walter's only been in it a few weeks. But, yeah, he's already made an impact and already made a statement. And, uh, you know, you can tell that they're definitely going to have a match very soon down the line. And, you know, it's going to be an absolute... Barn burner and a humdinger. Without a doubt. Let's hope we get that answered before we leave NXT UK. We've just one more episode left. But Pete Dunn and Walter looking at each other. Dunn looking to pick up his title. But Walter steps on it. Getting the fans chant. And Walter picking up the NXT UK title. That's a long look at it. Hands it over to Pete Dunn. As if to say, you're the NXT champion right now. But I know what I want next. Will Pete Dunn and Walter get a date with Destiny here on NXT UK? What a match that was. But we move on and it's March 20th, 2019. And it's episode four, uh, episode 35. You're in Commentary England. And of course, we've got Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness on Commentary. Well, things are getting very interesting around here as Walter made it clear he's coming for the UK title. Last week saw Walter and champion Pete Dunne defeat the Coffee Brothers, but the big story was after the match when Walter stood on the title. That could make for an instant classic in New York, so hopefully they go with the obvious move. Well, we Let's get, get to it. We get the, sorry. we get the opening sequence, and then Johnny Saints and Scala are in the ring with a big announcement. Pete Dunne will defend the UK title at TakeOver New York. An opponent isn't named... But he's done to interrupt. So has Pete Dunne got an announcement to make? Does he want to fight himself? I mean, is he only wrestler worthy of fighting Pete Dunne? Is Pete Dunne? So what's Pete Dunne? So what's Pete Dunne got to say about the future of the NXT UK title? You want to see me defend my title? 
Well, Pete Dunn came out, said only three words, and handed the title back to Sid Scala. James, what were those three words? Give me water. Why? Are you thirsty? No, I'm not. What were the three words? (laughs) Dan, I am thirsty. Thirsty for water versus Pete Dunphy in NXT UK Championship at TakeOver in New York. Will we get the answer to that? Tonight. Uh, and Nigel McGuinness is definitely there. <laughs> and Vic Joseph. They're not standing in front of a green not screen. Definitely not, not. Tony Storm isn't worried about Ginny, but they both love gold. Ginny doesn't like her because Tony makes her work for once. They'll deal with things later. Tony leaves and Ripley comes in with a challenge for Zia Brookside. The cameras can stop recording now. Eddie Dennis versus Leguero is our next match. Well, Dennis works over Liguero, who comes back with a kick to the head and a springboard splash for two. Two. Dennis blocks a springboard tornado DDT, but gets caught with a code red to give Liguero another near fall. Liguero takes too long going up, and Dennis catches him with a delayed superplex. Sevens Bridge sets up the next stop driver for the pin at nine minutes, one second. Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan are on a bit of a roll, and Amir thinks they deserve a tag team title shot. Williams thinks Amir asks... Him for too much, so they should just train together all week. Maybe then Kenny will do something for him. The training montage and shoes and Amy isn't exactly made for this stuff. Lewis Howley and Sam Stokers versus Wild Boar and Primate. Yeah, Stoker goes after Primate to start and gets launched with an overhead belly to belly for his efforts. Boar gives him the T-bone suplex and his double suplex to take him down again. Howley comes in swinging his quickly slammed down with these. Primate throws Howley at Boar, who throws him right back for a hard belly to back suplex and a pin at 2.38. And up next is uh, Ashton Smith versus the knockout artist Cassius Ono. Yeah, so Cassius Ono is now a full-time member of NXT UK roster. So he didn't get on that well. well he, he didn't get on too badly against Walter, you know what I mean, a, a, a couple of weeks ago. But maybe against... I'm not going to have a go at Ashton Smith, less opposition, maybe. And here we go, fist bump to start. And Cassius is a veteran. It'd be nice. He wants to bring the British Strong style to us. I think, you know, it's not only that, is he can teach a lot of these new young up-and-comers a thing or two about the business as well. You know, he's got the arm of Ashton Smith, whips him down. KO with the armbar, but Smith trying to fight out. Well, that was nice by Ashton Smith there, grabbing a the leg, taking down Cassius, rolling through, and he's got the front face stop, but Ono works the arm and turns him round. He's going to have top control. Smith trying to lift Cassius Ono up who just has a look on his face saying yeah mate gets out of it and a clubbing blow to the back but Ashley Smith goes low to avoid Cassius nice leapfrog there catches Cassius with a huge drop kick sends him out of the ring but not off his feet Smith looking to go flying Ooh. oh but Cassius was back up on the ring apron and just clocks him with a big boot now he's got him up with a suplex a running suplex Goes for a cover. Only a two count. Two. Well, Ashton Smith showing his toughness. Going to get to Veteran. It'll be a huge win for him here. Next to UK. And he powers up Cassius. No. No. Second time. Not successful. Cassius with a big chop. Throws Ashton into the corner. Who runs round. Dodges Cassius. Hits him with a big boot. And the look on Smith's face is that he's just pissed off Cassius Ono. <laughs> Tries him and put him off his stride. Well, fair play to Smith. He is on it at the moment, but pushed away. Catches Cassius with a super kick. 
Third time, manages to get him up on his shoulder. Hits a Samoan drop. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. Kick out. Oh. Well, oh no up. And Smith now wondering, what's the next best move? Big shots to the face. Now he's going to run the ropes. Oh. No, all he runs into is a big boot from KO. Running senton. <laughs> Second running senton. And oh my God. And now Smith's in all sorts of trouble. And there we go. Ripcord elbow to the back of the head. The dream crusher. One, One two, two, three. And this one is over here. Cassius Ono wins in the very auspicious circumstances. I mean, Ono, is it a case of a, a big fish in a small pond now with Ono? I mean, what do you see the potential? I see the pond is still big. I think, you know, Cassius Ono might have found his feet. This is the change that he needed. Well, after the match, Ono pats him on the back before knocking him out again. And Travis Banks comes out to chase Ono off. So maybe that's a feud we're going to see down the road. Well, Gallus is having coffee and wants to win some titles. It's time to establish their greatness. And our main event is Tyler Bate versus James Drake. Well, Drake goes straight to the arm to start and the armbar has Bate in trouble. Bate is back up with a fireman's carry and a right hand, but Drake knocks him off the top and out to... There's a whip into the barricade and we hit the chin lock back inside as the fans tell Drake that his face looks like a... Drake suplex gets two. Two. And we hit a chin lock with a knee in the back. And now Bates trying to fight up from this. And now he's managing to get Drake on his shoulders. Uh, get him on his back. We talked about James Drake before being a kind of unknown in the grizzled young vets. But he's one half the tag team. Looking for the backbreaker, but Tyler flipping out. Hits a huge right hand. And one, two to the middle. And this is like a boxing match of the combinations by Bate. Backing Drake off, but he's going underneath. He's going outside. But Bate drags Drake, James Drake back into the ring. Ducks a clothesline attempt. Hurricane Rana sends Drake. Now, we talked about Pete Dunne earlier, and, and I, I think the same could be said for Tyler Bate. Such a great worker, and a big back body drop there as well. Irish whip reversed by Drake, sends Bate into the corner. He gets his foot up. Knee to the jaw, springing off the top. Now James Drake, what? with a huge uppercut. Upper what? James Drake in serious trouble. Bates caught him again. Exploder suplex. Tyler lipping up to his feet, looking for the running shooting star. Drake moves out the way. Tyler lands on his feet, hits it for the second time. Oh, but Drake managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And he's somewhere somehow in this match. Drake on the apron gets caught by Bates. Now, Bate looking to bring Drake in the hard way. Uh, Drake sidesteps it, or jumps down off the apron, takes out the legs, drags Bate to the outside. Throws, looking to throw him into Barry Cade, but Tyler turns it around and throws Drake into it upside down. And now, can Bate take advantage? Throws Drake back in. And now, Bate on top, but Drake runs in. Bate rolls through. And now, Drake's got him. Plants him face first. Goes for the cover, but no, Bate managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Drake just so frustrated. But Bate is your first NXT UK champion. People often forget that because uh, of Pete Dunne's exactly, yeah. long dominant run. There's only been two, Bate and Dunne. Drake looks to put them away. Uh, Bate counters and both men counter each other's pinning attempts. Rolling through, 
Drake managing to kick out. Oh. Catches bait with a step up in Seguri. He rocks him against the ropes, throws him against the ring ropes. Bait with his bounce off. And a beautiful clothesline by Bait. So you can look thing, end things here with a Tyler driver. Flipped over, lands on his feet. It hurts his back a little bit and it allows Drake to follow up. Goes for the cover, but no, Bait managing to kick out. And can he put away Tyler Bait? Went for the 450, but landed on his feet. Bait with the exploder into the turnbuckles. Tyler going up top. And now here comes Tyler Bate off the top. Oh, corkscrew splash. Going for the cover. One, two, two three. three. Well, Bate putting something special out there. Didn't take the Tyler driver. But off the top of that corkscrew splash. Corkscrew sent on. Corkscrew sent on splash. Really impressive stuff by Bate. Call it one. He'll probably come up with the... It's probably the master bait off the top rope. What did you think of that match? I thought it was very good. Again, you know, displaying Tyler Bates. Great. Oh, it's a spiral tap. Hitting a spiral tap for the victory. Um, it's a great show Tyler Bates can do, but you can't count out James Drake as well. You know, he's a brilliant performer in ring. Uh, he's, he's got a bit of honing to do, but I think he's in the right place, especially in NXT UK as well. It's yeah. the best place to learn. Especially going against, you know, the kind of competitors that we've seen. He's not out of place, but I think the right man won. And maybe Mustache Mountain now can look and maybe having another tag team title opportunity down the road. Maybe Mustache Mountain and Grizzled Young Vets. But speaking of title opportunities, we still have no word yet what the feel is to UK title match will be. Well, Sid Scala's just announced that we will see Volta challenge Pete Dunne for the United Kingdom Championship at NXT TakeOver New York. Oh my God, it's on like Donkey Kong. The match that we wanted to see done versus Walter. I cannot wait for TakeOver New York. But what have you thought of NXT UK this month? It's been great. We've seen a, a fair few good matches. Um, you know, you really can't fault it. It is, you can't vault it. Vaulted. No, it, uh, I'll thoroughly enjoy it. And um, yeah, it's great. It's been great this month, honestly. The story's told. We've seen Tony Storm successfully defend her Women's Championship and Kaylee Ray coming up as a possible challenger. With the tag team division, we've seen Grizzle Young Vets beating Lorcan and Birch. And now it looks like Mustache Mountain are back in the hunt for that. And of course, with the NXT Championship, perfect story told. We Walter and Pete Dunne, and we're finally going to get that at TakeOver as well. It's been brilliant. So we move on to NXT. And Dan, when does NXT update start? Now! So it's episode 493, the 20th of February. Pacage for the North American title match brings us in before the standard open and before Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson slash Jackson can even welcome a man who fights for the 9-5ers on Raw and SmackDown is making his entrance. Yeah, and that's your man, Ali B. And here comes Roderick Strong and he enters alone and looking to ground the action in the early game. But it looks like Black now... He's just making a little bit of a comeback. Oh, my God. Well, Strong takes Black out on the outside. And is that a good thing to have him on so many shows? 
it's getting exposure. You know, if people enjoy what they see on Raw and SmackDown, they're going to think, well, where's he from? NXT. We'll have a check out of that. But then, you know, I suppose it's not really worked out so well for yeah. others that have gone up. That's uh, definitely a question. But, oh, my God, Roderick Strong just slammed Black into those stairs, a backbreaker, folding him up. And I think now Black could be in serious trouble. Oh, the Messiah of the backbreaker. He certainly knows which body part he's going to weaken up. A chin lock with a knee in the back as well. And you think about the Undisputed Era, how many altercations they've had with Alistair Black these past couple of years. They know him so well. And he's always had their number, it seems, as Ali B. And Alistair Black made his pay-per-view debut in a stunning victory over the Revival and Rude and Gable. Oh, Alistair Black and Ricochet came so close in their match. Very unlucky not to take the titles, but it was a hard-fought victory for all three teams involved. And I couldn't believe the thing that happened at the end. Oh, I mean, that was absolutely amazing. But James, are you still gutted that I got the perfect score in that match? And you didn't get your 3-0? Fucking hell, James. I can't believe you predicted that you was going to get 3-0 and you actually went through with it. I'm devastated. I'm ecstatic. And strong. They're massive Irish rip. And now just taking Alistair Black down. Takes it back in the ring, just working his way through him. And Alistair Black up in the corner, very precarious position, strong, looking to superplex him. Can Black fight out of it, though? Oh, manages to slide through the legs, but Roderick Strong's holding on to the top rope. Black moves his head, so Roderick punches the turnbuckle. But Black's back gives way. Oh, and Strong punishes him for that as well by giving him another backbreaker, goes for the cover. Oh, but only getting a two count. Two. Oh, Roderick Strong looking for a suplex, getting kneed in the head by Black. And then looking to charge on him in the corner. Ali moving out of the way, but getting caught with a knee to the midsection after running the ropes. That responds with a huge back elbow to the chest. The foot spinning heel trip. And a knee to the side of the face. Black rolling through, still getting problems with the back. And a beautiful moonsault there after the springboard. And Alistair Black gets all the momentum in the well, seems to charge up. Now he's got strong, but Roderick with the elbows. Block, blocking him with his feet, kick to the head. Flat German suplex, but it's Roderick holding on. Black rolling through, kick to the head. Plants him with a brain buster suplex. Goes for the cover, but Roddy managing to kick out. Ah. Strong backing off to the ropes, delivering a couple of kicks of his own. Looking for a running knee. Black responds in kind. Pop-up gut buster. Black with a running knee. Roderick Strong quite wisely rolls to the outside. But that's not going to stop Black, who bounces over the top rope. But gets stopped in his tracks by Roderick as he was on the second rope. Big boot from Strong to Black. Now got him perched up on the shoulders. In a torture rack position. Throws him back first onto the ring post. Very innovative there from Roderick. I was over for the cover. Oh, but Black managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I'll say what you will about Roderick Strong. Two-time tag team champion. But he's proved he can go with the best singles in NXT. Going here with Alistair Black. It's a great back and forth match. and trying to grab that leg now. Well, Black thought getting to the ropes would help him out, but instead got hung up to dry. Running knee to the jaw. 
face first slam to the mat goes for the cover, but again, Black managing to kick out. Oh. And now you can see the frustration in Roderick Strong, thinking, what's it going to take to away Alistair Black? Looking for a suplex. Black, Black with a backside. Black mass kick. Two. Three. Oh, and Ali B... Gets the victory here. And we didn't see the undeserving era. No, I mean, Roger Strong wanted to go one-on-one. But it seems the Black Mask kick was just too much. Not a bad match to start off NXT. And because he's one of my guys, it was a Black Mask kick out of nowhere. Oh, well, spoke too soon. Undeserving era in. Handsome caught with a Black Mask kick of his own. But Bobby Fish and Adam Cole... Both coming in, running rough shot, taking down Alistair Black. But here comes Ricochet. Springboard crossbody takes out Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Now this is payback. This is helping Alistair Black after he helped him last week. Now a knee by Black sending Fish outside. And two guys clear the ring of four members of the Undeserving Era. And it just shows you how powerful Alistair Black and Ricochet are. Well, we see the world's lamest, lo- we see the world's lamest locker room brawl, and that was shown. And Bianca Belair video package slash promo. She explains that Fee Pop Ted. She explains that Undeer Fee Ted is a mindset. And she's not just going to roll over and let Io Shirai and her little friend Kari Sane take her title shot. Well, Nigel McGuinness recaps the Raw and SmackDown debuts of Black, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gagano and Ricochet. And Mauro lets us in on some breaking news. The Dusty Road Tag Team Classic is back, baby. The winner will face War Raiders at TakeOver New York for the tag titles. And the action starts in two weeks. And the first four teams in the field are... Street Profits, Undeserving Era, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barfell, and the Forgotten Sons. The other four will be unveiled along with the bracket next week. And Mia Yim defeated Zia Lee via pinfall with a protect your neck. As a code of honour is adhered to, as they lock up, Lee gets the best of things and drives Mia into the corner, finger back, and then the finish. Shane Ibaza and the horsewomen attack, but the locker room empties to even the score. Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir and the women's champ clear everybody out though and the Queen of Spades, Lackey, holds up, holds Mia up for Basler to put her down. Gagano's warming up and Dark Candice Ray comes up and asks if she knows what he needs to do. Chumper walks up and says, if you need me, I'll be here. Johnny says he's all... all... Johnny says he has all he needs right here so he's going to go freaking wrestling. The NXT champ says he'll be watching. Jeremy Borash sits down to interview Matt Riddle and the King of Bros says he never considered dialing back his persona. Someone told him to turn it up and he figures if he goes too far, someone will tell him. We see clips of the Cassius Ono feud and he says he's glad he's got rid of him and now he can move on to bigger things. Two weeks he tapped out Drew Gulak and he's focused on championships. You can see the whole interview on YouTube. Uh, Yim versus Basler is next week. And on to the main event, it is Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gagano for the North American Championship. This is going to be a barn burner. And we've just seen the entrances and introductions and the bell has rang for the NXT North American Championship. Gagano versus Dream. Is this a wise choice from Dream? I mean, he's come up short against Tommaso Ciampa. 
after going for the NXT Championship, winning the World's Collide Tournament, Johnny freaking wrestling as his opponent. I don't think it's... Uh... <laughs> I think it all depends, really, on his mindset, you know. It's, it's a bit of a surprise he went for what you would say a secondary championship. But has he got feelings of grandeur, you know? Does he want to dominate NXT completely first, getting the North American title, and then maybe the NXT? Or does he see something Gagano that's weakness? Dream is one of those guys you can never tell what he's going to do. He's crazy. He's, he's innovative in that way. Of even the style and the, the matching up processes, you don't know what he's going to be like in this. With Gagano, the only thing you can say it's going to be fantastic match, and the story should be good as well because we've seen good Johnny and of course bad Johnny. Yes, and we've seen bad Dream and now good Dream. Yeah, no, and the thing is with Gagano is think how much scope we talk about what you do with a character. We know every facet of Johnny Gagano right now. We know who he is. We know who the goodness of Ray involved. We know his marriage. We know about his best friend, Tommaso Ciampa. We know about all the things that he went through, all the stuff he's done in the past, like the attacks to Alistair Black. So with Gagano, it's a fully rounded character. So you can go up to Raw Smackdown if used correctly. and It'll be placed right, you know. And it's, I think it's the same with Dream. The dream has got something special that doesn't, you know, it comes along once in a while. He's got a character that I'd like to have seen in the Attitude Era. Without doubt, you know, he's like a better gold dust. Do you know what I mean? Like a main event level. Even that's not doing doing the dream justice because of the crowd response he's been getting. But gold dust, you know, he may not have had championships to his name, but he's been a consistent throughout, consistent paycheck since. Well, you know, 97, 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not a knock at gold dust. Like. You know, 20 years, he's been getting a wage. And, you well, know, he, not he a lot debuted, of wrestlers can say he, that. He debuted Savoia Series 95. So, I mean, like I said. 22 years. 23 years. 25. 24 years. Nearly 25. Crazy. And look at this. Chumper looking on backstage. He said to Gagano, if you need my help, I'm there. And Gagano's just had the uh, taste slapped out of his mouth by... The Velveteen Dream. He's perched on the ring ropes, taunting him, daring him to get back in the ring. Dream perched on the second rope as he just goading Johnny freaking wrestling. So where do you see you release men in like a year's time then? I'd say Johnny Gagano, NXT champion, and Velveteen Dream. I don't know, would he have gone up to NXT, uh, to the main roster or would he still be around? I think Velveteen Dream up on the main roster. I'd be interested. I think both of these men have definitely got something that, you know, is special. I don't know, Gagano, I think his next step is NXT's championship, but for how long? Do you think he'll wait for Champa to come back? Oh, shit, actually, it's not happened yet. Yeah, it'd be interested. And Dream there with a shoulder block taking Gagano down. Again, very unique from Velveteen Dream. Face-to-face with Johnny on the mat, sliding backwards out of the ring as soon as Johnny comes over to the ropes, gives him a quick right hook. Works his way in and just starts gyrating his hips. Oh, lovely. Kind of, he's retro as well from the dream, coming off double axe smash. A bit like, you know, a la macho man. A la macho man. A la macho man. Ooh, there's a tree. But then, like, you know, you see a bit of Rick Rude in there with the gyrating. Mm-hmm. You see macho man. You know, we've seen Hogan, Hogan throwbacks as well. Yeah. He's, I think, you know, he's a good emulator of all the old legends yeah. it's of great. wrestling. It's great to see and he can go with the best... In NXT as well, which I like. You know, Alistair Blacks, your Chumpers, your Caganos. He's had great matches with all the aforementioned. Even EC3, very good match with him. Oh, and Gagano taking Dream off the top rope. And now Gagano looking to try and control things. To calm the crowd down, to calm Dream. And I know we've not said it much 
recently, but I think Velveteen Dream is one for the future. Mm. Future heavyweight champion as well. I'm going to stamp my seal of approval on him. No, Not that work for TJP. <laughs> Snap there, take down, drop kick to the back of the head, goes to the cover of Dream, gets up at two. Two. That's the thing about Dream is like, I don't want to compare him to Shawn Michaels, but I can see why people may be saying it because if you look at the Dream's best performances, it's when the, the light's shining brightest. And you talk about certain wrestlers never performing at the greatest level. Like, Dream was nowhere, really. He was at the takeover, and then he made me, like... Yeah. At every takeover, he seems to deliver in the big matches. And, like, Shawn Michaels did at every WrestleMania. He was in there, performed well. And I think that's, that's just brilliant to have a wrestler that could do that. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, Kagala's consistent, but... Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. But, you know, when I first saw mention of Dream, he was Patrick Clark Jr. And, you know, you thought, well... He doesn't seem anything, but you've kind of seen him take on a character, Velveteen Dream, make it his own, and just completely run with it. And people don't mention Tough Enough, you know, that he was involved with. Well, even his age now, he's been so young, you know, 22, 23 years old. He's got the world at his feet, you know, and he's delivering, like I said, in the big matches when it matters. Talk about being, you know, taken up on Raw Smackdown, said, right, there's your moment, prove to us it's worth it. As well, because his style's changed a little bit, even with a kind of, you know, he's not a full heel, but he's kind of got that nastiness about him here. Yeah. You know, you can see the kind of look on his faces. We talk about wrestling differently when you're a, a face to a heel. Something that Elias completely struggled with. Well, I think that's that's a showing of someone who's a very talented, gifted wrestler. Mm. Like a guy just wrenching the arm of Velveteen Dream back. Goes for the cover, but only a two count. Two. He was close to popping Dream's arm out of the socket. And this of Johnny, you see now he's turned to the dark side. Well, this is in part of softening him up for the Gagan no escape. The Gagan, they backs Dream up in the corner, hits him with a chop. I think he's holding Dream up in the corner. Oh no, Dream ducks. Hits him with some rights of his own. I don't know how much mustard he's got on them shots. Irish Rick reverse to the corner. Oh Sending dreams God. sailing over the top. A bit like the Triple H's and the Shawn Michaels do. Without a shadow of a doubt, you can see the old style bump over there. Gagano has got his fans in attendance. And it is a 50-50 chant for Johnny Wrestling and Velveteen. And now he's got money outside next to the barricade. He's going to tell all the fans just what they think of him. Oh, Dream trying to fight up, but Gagano's just all over it at the moment. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's he got, James? He's Whoa. got a variation of... The abdominal stretch made famous by... Wilbur Schneider. Back in the... 1930s. First applied to... Your mum. <laughs> Was actually pronounced Yumum, and he was the first Yugoslavia professional wrestler. 1920s, won the European Championship, beating Frank Grealish. Huge lariat taking down Johnny Gagano. And now the dream, trying to get back in this, get momentum on his side, but Gagano reverses the Irish whip. Big boot to the face. Close on over the top, eliminates Gagano from the Royal Rumble. Dream not done there though, going up on top. Double axe handle, smashed to the head. But can he take advantage of it? 
throws Gagano back in. <clears throat> That's the kick attempt. Look at the partner with a DDT. But Johnny gets out of it, rolls him through. Famouser. Floats over for the cover. One, two. Oh, no. Gagano managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. You've got to wonder if the wrist is bothering Velveteen Dream. There. He's holding it. He's in some pain. And in the shadows, watching on, the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. He's quite far away to help Johnny Gagano if he needs him, though. We might throw Saint. See if it hits the Dream. Throw his title belt. See how far. And now Dream's got Gagano on top. Both men perched on the second rope. Dream's powering Gagano up, who manages the backside, looking to plant him with a powerbomb. Well, Gagano kicked the leg out from Dream. And now a face buster off the second rope. Two. Goes for the cover. Oh, only a two count. Two. And Velveteen Dream's North American is continuing this one. Only just. And Gagano can't believe it. And the Dream almost having a far away look in his eyes. Dream with the right hand, but Gagano responds. For a back suplex, Dream rolls through, lands on his feet, pushes the corner. I think their heads collide. Well, their heads collide, and thanks to the opportunity, worlds collide. Dream's in this match. And now the Dream, Irish ripping Gagano, who reverses. Sails over the top rope. Catches Gagano with a right hand. And now Gagano goes to the apron. Super kick to the jaw. Rocks the dream into the ring. Johnny looking to spring over, but gets caught with a huge uppercut. Or big right hand. And a huge right hand. I think Gagano might have lost a tooth there. Both men on the apron. Looking for the dream valley driver on the edge of the ring. And Johnny's fighting everything he's got and falls back in the ring. Kick to the back of the head, knocks Dream off the apron. No, Lee lands in the crowd. Oh, Johnny wrestling, suicide dive, sends Dream against Barry Cade. <laughs> Tried to spear back in, but got caught with a Dream with a kick. Rolls him up. Oh, but Gagano managing to kick out. Uh -huh. Plants him with a rolling DDT. It's oh. oh, but again, Gagano kicking out. Uh -huh. Dream running to the top rope. Well, he can feel it, and so can the crowd making his way up. Purple Rainmaker, but Gagano moves. Hits him with a super kick to the jaw. Gagano two. in a cover. Oh. But somehow Dream gets a shoulder up at two. Two. And that definitely warmed up then. Gagano going up, and the Dream just grabbing the hand. Trying to do anything he can to slow him down, but Johnny Gagano with... A trivector of huge headbutts. But Dream's still managing to stay in it. Well, a huge right hand. And what's the Dream trying to attempt now? He's got Gagano. Placed on his shoulders. Oh, no, he's not, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks like he's going for the Dream Valley driver. Gagano with the elbows to the jaw, trying to fight out. And Gagano knows his title hopes could be over. Hits it. Oh, my God. Two. Gagano just managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, well, Velveteen Dream hit all of it. Didn't take long to go to the cover. 
but only got the arm over, but still, I don't know how. Johnny Reston is still in this. And the dream going up. Looking for the purple Rainmaker to end this and get himself his first championship. Oh, but realises that. Dream oh. flying towards Gagano. Gets caught with a super kick. Back first into the ring steps. Oh, no. Now Gagano's got Velveteen Dream. Snaps suplex onto the rampway. Throws him back into the ring. Springs over the top. Plants Dream with a DDT. This is all over. One, two. Oh. How did the Dream get the shoulder up at two? Two. I don't think the crowd can believe that one. I thought it was all over. It's not now. And Gagana now just picking up the Dream. He's going to look to put him away. He's been a valiant, cha- valiant challenger. And a huge clothesline, just rocking Dream. Picking him up by his hair. The Dream's out on his feet if it weren't for Gagano holding him up by his hair. No. To finish it. No, walks into a super kick from Dream, who delivers a lariat of his own, turns Velveteen inside out. Well, Gagano now might be looking for the DIY finisher. It's what won him the North Baker Championship and Dream begging it on. No, catches him. Tries going for the Dream Valley driver, but Gagano with a backslide hits a super kick, bounces off the ropes, and Dream plants him up onto his shoulders. Dream wow. Valley driver. That is brilliant. Rolls through for a second one. Oh my God. Goes that, up top. This could be it. That, that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Purple Rainmaker. One, two, Free. Oh my god, Velveteen Dream has become the North American champion. The dream has come true. <laughs> and it's his first championship here. And what a moment. So he asked, was it the right choice? It's paid off for the dream. What are your thoughts, Dan? Absolutely brilliant. Again, I wouldn't have expected anything less from these two competitors. Both put on an absolute fucking barn burner. And the quality of wrestling we have seen, namely from NXT UK and NXT, has been absolutely superb. Yeah. 205 Live wasn't terrible. We see some great matches there as well. You know, you can't discredit them. But we have seen some absolutely great matches. Yeah, and this is, again, just brilliant. This is takeover worthy between these two. As Chumper looks on, even that story of if he didn't embrace Chumper properly into the dark side, maybe he would have won. But, you know, it, Velveteen Dream gets his moment, and it makes the Worlds Collide tournament seem relevant now as well, but, you know, because of the Dream winning. Absolutely brilliant stuff, but we've got to move on. Let's play 494 on the 22nd, 27th of February. Oni Gagano, no, Johnny Gagano, opens up the show. He mentions showing the world that NXT is all about on Raw and SmackDown Live. Johnny Gagano, the show, he mentions showing the world what NXT is all about on Raw and SmackDown Live before discussing his match with Velveteen Dream. He failed as Johnny Champion, failing himself and the fans. He's about to talk about a revelation he's had when NXT Champion Tommaso Ciampa interrupts. Well, the champ tells Johnny that he's better with Tommaso in his life. They proved it on Raw. He makes the case that they both need each other. He then proposes the end of the Dusty Rose Classic and become champions together. They shake hands. 
Johnny's on the dark side. Well, later on, Tommaso and Johnny walk out of the building to find Candice LeRae waiting very angry. Chomper leaves them and Johnny tells her to trust him, but she's not hearing it. I mean, this story has been going on for a while, but I'm still digging what they're doing. They keep changing it up enough that it's not tiring me out. Tommaso continues to be brilliant. He clearly fears Johnny Gagano coming for his title, so he keeps manipulating his former partner to avoid the fate. First, he pointed him in the direction of Ricochet and the North American title. When Johnny got the wrestling, when Johnny wrestling got the job done using tactics out of Blackheart's playbook, he was more comfortable getting close to him. Now Johnny lost that title, but his eyes are set on goal. So Chumper quickly came out to convince they tag together. Going back in the Dusty Classic is a great move for a later chapter of this story. They were introduced to us in the Dusty Classic years ago. Which started their epic journey. This would be a good callback as they head towards the end of this. Which I bet is Johnny turning on Chompa because he's figured out Tommaso doesn't want to be friends but keep his title. Then they have their final match in New York. Perhaps that's already Gagano's plan. And that's the trust me that Gagano pleaded to Candice. Well this would have been an episode better suited before they went on Raw and Smackdown. And maybe they opted to keep them off the main roster TV this week. Now we have reason for them to team on Mondays and And it is Vanessa Bourne and Numph, And they defeated Tanara Conte and Zia Lee. And for your truly development segment of the week. This is it. It's no surprise the Hill Duro they introduced last time took the win. Numph may be the best suited in the role because she's part of the team. It's Garson to carry less of the weight and getting Bourne sometime on TV too. Bourne is still green, sure, but likely has the higher upside. Well, Zia Lee continues to impress. She was set up as a hot tag so she could get all her kicks in and didn't have to do much. But she's got that something that makes her feel special. And Conti still needs her reps, but she looks a bit more confident every time she's in there. And Dominic Djakovic versus Keith Lee ends in a double count-out. Well, after the match, both men want to continue fighting. The referees make sure they don't. And this was a straight Hoss fight. Yeah, Lee's man gave each other the best shots and couldn't get a win. A Djakovic moonsault to the outside put both men down long enough to miss the count. While the really fun, I may have enjoyed Dominic's frustrated facial expressions even more. That was a man who couldn't believe he hadn't won the match yet. I mean, this will clearly get a rematch. I appreciate him wanting to fight after the match afterwards, even though he clearly didn't have the energy for it. These two men are competitors. They expect to fight and end with a winner and a loser. To end with neither is just not right. Well, that rematch should be a great time. And we get the last four teams of the Dusty Rose Tag Classic, and they're revealed as DIY, Ricochet and Alistair Black, only Lorcan and Danny Birch, and Mustache Mountain. What an absolute fucking lush lineup that is. <laughs> well, we've got the, uh, the the four brackets before we go into main details. So, Dan, do you want to do left-hand side? Uh, well, first up is Mustache Mountain versus the Street Profits. And then Only, Lorch, uh, <coughs> Only Lorkin and Danny Birch versus the Forgotten Sons. And then we've got hashtag DIY versus the Undisputed Era. And then Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Fabio and Marcel Barthel. Right, I'm just going to go on a whim here and say DIY in the top right, Ricochet and Black, Lorkin and Birch and Mustache Mountain. It's got to be, isn't it? I mean, I'd like, apart from maybe Street Profits and Forgotten Sons, I really like all the other teams, you know what I mean? Like, Well, apart from Street Profits, Undisputed Era, <laughs> Forgotten Sons and Ike and Bar Foul, I like all the other teams as well. 
Well, the final four teams are more exciting than the standard ones you introduced last week. They've got Lenton DIY, they've got the super exciting Mustache Mountain, and also the fantastic Lorcan and Birch. And Ricochet and Black are an interesting team, and I wonder if they were a last-minute addition, seeming as their team teaming on the main roster, were they put in here to add legitimacy to a team that was pretty thrown together? Or was this always the plan? And do they go further than planned, if it was a plan, since they do not, since they do have to shine them up for the main roster? Well, also two of these teams have wins over the Raw Tag Team Champions. These reveals have me pretty damn excited for the Duff De Rolled Tag Team Classic, and it starts next week. Yeah, we cannot wait. And WWE Women's Champions... W Women's Tag Champions Bane and Sasha Banks make a surprise appearance to make it known that their tag titles will be defended everywhere, including NXT. Bailey tells women in the back to step it up and make, maybe next time they'll be defending those belts. Well, this was a nice little surprise. So a lovely moment there, Bailey and Banks showing up. And uh, even see uh, Izzy, which is Bailey's number one fan. Uh, so that'd be really good if they will be around for a long time. See if they will defend it on NXT. Okay, so it wasn't a surprise. If you didn't read about it online prior, the thumbnail that WWE Network reviews for this episode was a picture of them with the titles. Well, seeing these two come back to full sale packed a major emotional punch. Major emotional punch. These two helped build the promotion in full sale to help make NXT what it is today. And you can feel it at home for them. There's a level of comfort that you could notice. I also appreciate the boss mocking Izzy for crying during the Iron Woman match. Never changed, <laughs> Sasha. And curious to see what the first total defence is. Better be against the Sky Pirates. Shania Basler defeated Mia Yim. Via submission. This was Mia Yim's breakout match in NXT. I've been a fan of hers, but never felt she showed her potential. Tonight she did. She started with a believable aggression, the appropriate response after Shania's attack last week. The punches she delivered when she was on top of a chuck. Unfortunately, a fire cost her when she kicked the ring steps instead of her opponent. This led into consistent selling of a bum leg. Yim never stopped selling, which is so important. Take no body Murphy. It was the story of the match and you could feel her pain alongside her. She also maintained her passion throughout when she shouted at Shania to Nia, baiting her into a pinfall and displayed her emotion like we haven't got to see. The fans were buying into it too. When Mia escaped the first Kirifudi clutch by going after Basil's hand, the crowd popped. This was a good match for both women, but Mia was the one who needed it more. I also appreciate they didn't go with a horsewoman numbers game and just kept it a strong one-on-one match. Well, next up for the champ is a winner of Io Shirai against Bianca Belair in two weeks, and she'll face the winner in Brooklyn. My God, so we move on to our next episode, episode 495. is the 6th of March. We're getting in memory of King Kong Bundy, then a video of Pakar and Adasic, which covers the history of the tourney and intro slash hype for each of the eight entrants into the 2019 edition. It's time. Well, Rhodes' cowbell thing brings us in as Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson run down the bracket as we see all four first round matches tonight. The men who could be Raw Tag Team Champions on Sunday start us off. Here we go. So it's Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. American Dream. He's just a common man. Working hard with his hands. He's just a common man. Hey, he 
we see the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic trophy there. And we think about the teams that have won it in the past and the stories that we've seen, like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, and of course with um, T the Authors of Pain as well. I mean, look at Black and Ricochet, and you've got to say they're a really strong tag team in this Dusty Rhodes. Yes, and if it wasn't for this all being pre-taped, we probably would have gone for a couple of picks of our own for bonus points, but due to unforeseen circumstances, NXT are twats. Yeah, they didn't announce it beforehand, so it just came upon and it was a bit too late. So who would you have actually gone for if you'd have seen the bracket? I would have gone for Ali B and Ricochet. I mean, you know, both my guys, both... Man, I think I'm great in the ring as well. What about yourself? Uh, you know, it's difficult to not go black ricochet, but maybe you looked at DIY and thought maybe they're going to go all the way in this and, and tell a story in that way, you know. But so many great teams like Mustache Mountain and, and maybe Eichner and Barthel can and do Saint here, you know, cause major upset. Major upset. And you've also got Lorcan and Birch as oh. well, who are our tag team of the year. Sorry, so yeah, I've completely forgot about them, but they're awesome, yeah. It would have been silly to count them out. Anyone but the undeserving here, I suppose. <laughs> well, we're going to see all eight teams in action here in this episode of NXT. So this should be a brilliant one as Black and Eichner start. Well, Fabian Eichner taking down Black, trying to get strung out of the blocks, looking to tag in Marcel. And there you've got the German and the Italian. They're teaming up brilliantly against the Dutchman. So a real international feel to the Dusty Classic. And the all-American American, Ricochet, the American Dream sitting in the corner. And now Black spinning over the back, kick to the midsection, takes him down the centre and goes for the cover, but Barthel managing to kick out. Ah. Deep arm drag takedown, goes straight into that armbar. Great transitioning for Black, but Barthel managing to get up to his feet, rolling Black through. Black with the kicks down, Eichner running in, but getting caught with an elbow by Black, who's fighting both men off at the same time. But a huge uppercut from Barthel, goes for the cover. Only a two count. Two. You can see the Europeans definitely perfected the uppercut. Upper what? And now sent them into the corner and Eichner gets a tag in. Italian, a German and a Dutch walk into a bar. Now the EU connection's just working on us, the black in the corner. Black trying to fight out the corner. But Marcel and Fabian stopping him and now double team Spinebuster. Oh, a kick to the jaw, knock Ricochet off the apron. A cover, but only a two count. Two. And Eitner back on the assault, and they want to prove a point here tonight. Black managing to throw off Eitner, catching him with a boot to the face. He gets caught with an uppercut. And just so close to the corner, but Ricochet that time dodging that. So he's focusing the ring. Oh, Black goes low, sweeps the legs. Well, Barthel looking for the tag, and so is Ricochet. And both men in, Ricochet jumping over the rope. Kicking Barthel. Has his takedown to Eichner. Barthel comes charging in. He gets sidestepped, sent into the second turnbuckle. And then Ricochet Foss sends Eichner into Barthel. Causing Eichner to DDT Barthel whilst net breaking Eichner. And now here comes Ricochet to maybe finish things off. Huge back elbow. 619. Huge springboard uppercut. Running shooting star to, oh, but a kick out from Barthel. Oh. Now Ricochet's got Marcel on his shoulders, but imagine to fight out. Caught with a big back elbow. 
Throw to the corner, reverse, but Ricochet takes out Eichner. Gets caught in a corner by Barthel, though. And now Barthel throwing him into Eichner. Who oh, catches him into the shoot, suplex. Suplex, suicide, dive from Barthel, taking out Black. Eichner, springboard off of the top rope. Moonsault goes for the cover. Oh. But Ricochet just managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, they loved that there. And Eichner showing that he can fly with the best of them. Doing that against Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. And now flying the flyer. <laughs> and now he's going to look, try and put him away. Setting him up for a Titwell powerbomb, but Ricochet managing to slide down out of it. Pushes Eichner off. A rolling drop kick. Barthel's in the wrong corner, in the wrong part of town. Ricochet a little bit. Oh, that worked. Kicks Ricochet to the back. And that gives Eichner a chance to springboard back in. Plants Ricochet with a DDT. Completely folds him up. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh, and nearly, nearly a massive upset. Ricochet gets the shoulder up at two. Two. And Ricochet's eyes are all glazed over. It looks like he's been eating donuts. <laughs> and looks like Eitner is just about to put him away. Alistair Black finally on the apron. Barthel's been. And what a great match it's been. It's been the first one of the night. And Ricochet trying to find He's not really been in control of this at the moment. But he doesn't need to at the moment. Ricochet's doing it for him. Low bridges Eitner out of the ring. Jumps over Barthel. Tags in Black. He ducks underneath. Double knees to the chest. Goes for the kick. Misses. Oh! Sent shoulder first into the corner. Tags in Eichner. And Marcel. And oh, Eichner with double drop kicks in the corner. What a great tag team this has been so far. By the European Union. And now Eichner's got black up. Oh, but Black gets out of it. Double foot stomp. Ricochet springboards in. Takes out Barthel. <laughs> Lovely Hess's takedown there from the, sec- uh, from the turnbuckles. And I don't think Ricochet... Suicide dive. Well, that's Marcel Barthel's night over, I feel. And Ricochet. So you're left with Eichner and Black in the ring. To go mano e mano. Eichner's looking at his partner. Ricochet with a springboard moonsault. Gets caught. Rolls through, but gets rolled up into a cover. Oh, my God. Black nearly got caught there by Eichner. And a chop and Eichner's bringing it. Uppercut. Oh. Black mass kick. Two, three. And again, <laughs> a black mass kick out of nowhere. Uh, but again, a fantastic match involved with these four men. And Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, I'm so pleased with these two. You know, they really are bringing it. But what a great match to start us off, you know, Dan. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um outstanding from Fabian Eichner brilliantly bought it as well uh, yeah just NXT on the whole has been absolutely brilliant and James from 205 Live to NXT UK back to NXT well the two big strong boys are getting ready when NXT Tag Champs Raw Raiders walk up for a quick stare down we then get highlights of last Wednesday's double count out between Keith Lee and Dominic Djokovic we see Lee training with Drew Gulak, Danny Birch and Eric Bungenhagen at the PC when Djokovic barges in to margins finish it. They're separated and we learn that the rematch is in two weeks. Well, James, from 205 Live to NXT UK to NXT, it is the tag team of the year. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch, one and two, 
going against the Forgotten Sons. So we've got Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake who are going to compete in this. Of course, Jackson Riker at ringside looking on. But here we go. I love Birch and Lorcan. And we've seen him. We've seen Andy Lorcan on 205 Live, NXT UK, and now NXT, eh? What a brilliant thing. You're a cunt. <laughs> Let's see. You can see him against the Forgotten Sons. You've got to think. Surely, Dan. Don't call me Shirley. That Birch and Lorcan are going to be the favourites, so they might be already looking to put Steve Cutler away. Well, Danny Birch snatches the leg out from underneath Cutler. Tags and only Lorcan. Now spinning back break, and that was impressive. And let's not forget, Wesley Blake, former NXT Tag Team Champion, so you know what it's been to be a top of the Tag Team Mountain. <coughs> they was Tag Team Champions when we started this podcast. Exactly. So that just shows you how much he's changed as well. But does it show you how much he's been kind of unappreciated? I mean, his former Tag Team partner's current uh, Cruiserweight Champion, and he... Four years later. Exactly, but he's not... He's still here. Exactly, he's, he's still here. So to talk about development, he obviously see sank in him. So they want to give him a chance. You wouldn't say he's got the great physique, but the Forgotten Sons gimmick is what they're going for. And they'll maybe look to build, maybe have one great win against the Street Profits. But apart from that, not much else. So they've got to prove it here. These are two big birdie men going against, well, our tag team of the year last year. And the Forgotten Sons working on only Lorkin. Double backbreaker to Lorcan, though. Cutler with a cover. Do you think it's their strategy to go for the uh, the lower back, maybe, on Lorcan? They've been focusing on the early going. Well, you know, it does make for good eatings if you target a body part. We've seen it in the past. I wouldn't know who's the strongest out of Lorcan and Birch. Maybe, say, Lorcan's got a little bit more in the tank, so trying to take him out, let Danny Birch fight it. He's, of course, a veteran. And again, double team move in the corner. Roll up only a two count. Two. But again, the Forgotten Sons, are they a rip-off of Sanity, of, of the Wyatts? Or? Well, not really, because they're the kind of own little faction, aren't they? You know, Sanity, they had the crazy side to them. Wyatts, you know, any, any, any kind of team or group like that, you know, I mean, they're, they're called the Forgotten Sons, but we need to know a little bit more about them, you know. I guess they're kind of southern and they like that sort of things, but... You know, we've not seen any chewing any tobacco or anything like that. But you don't know what they want, do you? No, you know, it's the thing. And with Lorcan and Birch, they just want to be the best tag team. It looks like the Forgotten Sons are the sons of Skinner. Yeah, or, or something like that, do you know what I mean? Or like... Tobacco chewing wrestler. And now here comes Danny Birch, got the tag in after Lorcan's been worked on a while. And the Dusty Rose is there, he's on fire, baby! He is, and he's not stopped yet, as he avoids Wesley Blake now, hits him with a beautiful chop kick. Sends him scrambling into the ropes. Oh, but Cutler's get a tag in. Birch hits the German. And he sends Cutler flying into the corner. And Birch might do this single-handedly. He could do this single-handedly. Big clothesline. Step up in Zaguri. Now Birch on that second turnbuckle. Again, another seated drop kick. You can't just... He's just got to be entertained by watching Birch. And Lorcan. He nips up, tags in Oni. And that lower back is still troubling, but look to try and put him away now. But Lorcan's saying he can't pick him up. He's doing his best to try and assist his partner. And Birch there wasn't great. And Blake comes in and throws him to the outside. Lorcan is a legal man, but he's not 100%. Left in there with Cutler. But he'll still give it his all. And he's fighting now. 
Oh! Jappa cut sends him back into the ropes. Flying over the top, taking out Wesley Blake. Helping his tag team partner out and then flies back in, takes out Cutler again with the uppercut. Gets turned inside out of a lariat though. And now he's got him up. Double underhook backbreaker. Goes for the cover and Lorkin. Oh. Just manages to kick out. Ah. But Cutler not finished. Boston Crab Lock. And that is very deep as well. In the middle of the ring, Birch is nowhere to be seen at the moment. Lorcan's lower back causes him all sorts of pain. And Cutler pulls him in right into the centre of the ring. Birch with a huge headbutt breaks it up. And now Birch wants a tag. Shannon only. Come on, son. Well, the fans want the tag. We want the tag. Tag's in, Danny Birch. <laughs> he said, only can't help. Do it yourself, son. Oh, Cutler, they managing to fight out of a huge elbow to the jaw. Well, Blake can. Uh, Birch can't use his tag team partner, but Cutler can. Drop kick to the back of the head with an assisted DDT. Oh. Goes for the cover, but Birch just managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, I don't think the Forgotten Sons can believe it. And Birch is tough as old boots. Another tag, and now they're going to look to put him away again. He's got him up, but Lorkin looking for the tag. He gets in. With bad back and all, and he's fighting both men. Delivering slaps and chops to the chest. Uppercut to one. Uppercut to Cutler. Back to Blake, but gets caught. Backslide, though, pushes him into Cutler. And now he's going to look for it. Double blockbuster. Lorcan <laughs> is ready. Are we going to see it? We're going to see the two. one two. Birch is in. Going to look to put him away. Bang. Plants him. Birch with a cover. One, one two. two. Oh. And Blake managing to save him at the last second. Only gets the tag in. And Birch looking to put Cutler up on his shoulders. But he's holding on. Well, Blake back up. Birch catches Lorkin. Oh. Buckle bomb to the knees of Cutler. And I don't think they're finished yet. Blake's got him again. Double foot stomp with a neck breaker. One, two, three. Oh my God. And the Forgotten Sons have knocked out our favourites. Lorcan and Birch are gone. Oh my God. God, that is a surprise here. Forgotten Sons are through. But another great match, though. Yeah, again, you know, all these matches have been sublime. They really have. And again, delivering uh, a real surprise. You know, don't get me wrong. I know Birch and Orkin can go, but Forgotten Sons actually look really, really good in this as well. And it's quite a nice surprise that they go through to the next round of the Dusty Classic. Well, the new North American champion Velveteen Dream is here and heads to the announce desk. He poses on it, a couple of dokes in the full sail chanting his name. He grabs a mic to remind us he's the new champ. He's about to give us another reminder when we hear a familiar bro. Well, Riddle just came out to say hi and congratulate Dream on his recent victory, but real talk, Riddle wants to get a closer look at the North American Championship. Velveteen shows him, and Matt says he wonders what it looked like around his waist one day, bro. Dream says Riddle must be on cloud nine today because he's not his bro. And the spotlight snaps things like the lights forever on him. 
is his dream over. We're getting an interview with Io Shirai and Kari Sane from the Performance Centre. Shirai says, Bianca Belair is good, but she hasn't beaten Shayna Baszler like she has. Kari says she wants the woman's title back, but this is Shirai's time, and she believes in Io. Shirai says she, she'll she beat the EST and then cuts a promo in Japanese. We're reminded that Io and Bianca's number one contender match is next week. Oh my gosh, so we've got a lot to come, but we've still got two more matches of the Dusty Classic. And up next is going to be the Street Profits versus Mustache Mountain. The first round action keeps continuing here. Dan, who do you fancy in this one? Street Profits or, or RT Mustache Mountain? <laughs> I'm going to have to go for the Street Profits. <laughs> I'm going to change things up a bit. Well, we saw a surprise in the last one with Forgotten Sons, so we might see it with Street Profits. But I love me some Mustache Mountain. We've seen Tyler Bate again as well. And Jessica Carr's in control of the match. And these two teams might be known as the, the underdogs and the dark horses in the competition if they get through here now. And that was a nice nip up there by Montez Ford. I'm surprised they got the Forgotten Sons right, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they got their name written on their leg, for fuck's yeah. sake. I uh, know, no, but Jackson Riker didn't. Oh, he's the only one that's not... Exactly, there we go, then. And Trent Seven's got him. Oh, bollocks, see, did so well. And each team's going to fill each other out in the early going. Former NXT Tag Team Champions, of course, Mustache Mountain. And Street Profits looking to make a big impact here. Well, Ford's looking to out-wrestle bait. I don't think that's going to work. Monkey flip. But Ford lands on his feet. And now backs him off in the corner. Here comes Dawkins now. Gets the blind tag in. Oh, and runs through Tyler Bate. Goes for the cover. To only a one count. One. And Dawkins got a little bit of power on bait and takes him down. Face first into the mat. I think we need Trent Seven in there to kind of... Uh, Equal out the size advantage. Exactly. Trent Seven's the greatest Husky wrestler probably of all time. And Apart ba- from Husky Harris. Oh, yes, true. And Bate going under, gets his leg caught, but responds with an insecurity. Angelo might be on Dream Street, and here comes Trent. Got him up on his shoulders. Slams him down. The assisted helo. One, two. No, and he gets a two. Two. Well, a huge uppercut. Upper what? And now taken back into the corner, the Street Profits, and they're going to work over old Trent Seven. Huge kick to the back of Trent Seven. I think even Tyler Bate felt that. Another kick to the shoulder, goes for the cover. Two. Just a two count. Two. And a nice cravat locked in. Very nice by Ford, trying to keep Seven separated from his partner at the moment. Seven managing to fight out, though, with... Punches to the midsection, but just a knee to the gut stops him. Snapmare takes him down. And Trent's got nowhere to go at the moment. Or Trent Seven's stuck in that submission hole. I don't know how he's going to get out of it. Or he's slowly fighting to his feet. Turns it around and DDT, and that was beautiful. Can he get to the corner? Looking for Tyler Bate. Gets a tag in. Here comes Tyler. And he's on fire, baby, going after Dawkins. Yeah, he's a bigger man. But Bate won't be back down from that. Huge knee in the corner. Oh, jumps off the uppercut to the jaw. What? And that's uh, Dawkins' second sweatband gone for the night. Well, taken off with a full force of Bate. Beautiful suplex there by Tyler. 
nips his way out to his feet. Well, we've seen the best of British here tonight, and a standard moonsault to goes oh, for the cover. Montez Ford breaks it up. And Trent Seven doesn't like that, sends Ford out over the top. Eliminates him from the rumble. Both men got Dawkins. We can see their combined finisher. Here comes Bait off the ropes, but no, Dawkins managed to fight Seven off. Tries fighting Tyler Bait off, but he gets caught with an over-the-head heel kick. And a huge spear by Dawkins. This might be it. No, Trent Seven in to save his partner. Well, it's all action and there's all bits of clothing coming off. Oh, my God. Didn't touch the rope there as he came over and took up Bait. Now the Prophets have got Tyler. No. Now Bait and Switch. Poor Tyler. It hurt his hand as he looks for Tyler driver 97. No. Backdrop by Dawkins. He's in the wrong corner, isn't he? Well, he landed on his feet. And now here comes Ford. One Spinebuster. Oh, my God. He was up in the rafters with that one. Frog Splash. Oh. Only a two count. Two. Look at his eyes. And Seven couldn't save him. But Bates still got the shoulder up at two. Two. And now Street Profits want to put Tyler Bate away. And now Dawkins trying to pick Bate up on his shoulders, but seven up on the apron. And a chop to Ford. He's on the apron. Oh. And Tyler Bate now got him up. Deadlift German. No. No, he can't. Plants Dawkins. And now seven wants a tag. He gets it. Oh, my God. Trent Seven picking up Dawkins. Thinking the power it takes. Oh, Double foot stomp. <laughs> Trent rolls over for the cover. One, One two, three. Mustache Mountain win and another blinder. And like you say, Dan, the action here is just fantastic. And it's third tag team match. And another completely different thing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, again, absolute great story told. All four men involved in it put on a performance of a lifetime. And, you know, it just it just goes to show the depth of the talent they have over these brands. Without a doubt. And up next, well, the main event is going to be Johnny Gagano and Tommaso Ciampa versus Undisputed Dira. Both men have just come out and face each other. They can see the trophy and all of a sudden the DIY logo goes in the background. The team is back together. This is huge times. The fans are happy for it. And they've got to go against the Undisputed Era who are only in the ring. And it's going to be the old-fashioned Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Handsome Kyle and beautiful Bobby. <laughs> Hashtag DIY. We've not seen them team for two years. And now they're back together. So here we go. Gagano and Fish to start us off. Kyle and Elba tie up. Fish back and Gagano up in the corner. Now going to work. <laughs> On the midsection. So are you backing in this one then, Jimbo? You've got to say, old DIY. Although I dispute they've got the power, num- they've got the numbers. But, I mean, these two men, if they're together, unlike anything else, Garner gets his leg caught by Fish. Well, he lost his uh, North America title recently, but maybe looking to replace that with Tag Team Gold. I'm going to have to say DIY because I hate Undisputed Era. Yeah, that's true. At least we've not seen Adam Cole so far. So, well, we've seen him in glimpse, but... Not a match. Yes, well, it's been, it's been great for me. No Mike Kanellis matches. No Adam Cole matches. No Buddy Murphy matches. I mean, what more could I want? Exactly. And now Chump is in and they're looking like a well-oiled team. 
snapped my tape down. And now he's just got the knee on the face of Kyle O'Reilly. Well, he's got Goldie. He's looking to become a double champion. And now Chump is just stomping down and fish in the corner. Chump is just making sure the knee's all right. He goes back to the attack. Oh, no. I think all the history and everything these two men have had. So weird to see him teaming up now. Yes, it, it seems like it's coming full circle. You know, you had them together. They fought together in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, baby. Yeah. I know, and that's where we had the Jolly Garner War for Most Punishment taken in a match as well. An incredible, you know, by DIY. But the Undisputed Era, to their credit, have won the Dusty Classic as well. Yes, Tommaso Ciampa with a blind tag. Gagano sidesteps O'Reilly, sends him to the outside. Tommaso Ciampa eliminates Fish and catches O'Reilly. And now he's holding the rope open for Gagano to suicide dive. But this story is absolutely brilliant. You know, you've had them splitting up and then, you know, Johnny was resting on his own. Ciampa comes back, goaded him into a fight. Wins NXT Championship. Johnny Gagano kind of has his sights set on him. He gets directed by Chompa to the NXT North American Championship. And then Johnny looks to set his sights back on Chompa and the yeah. Goldie. He says, right, well, let's go for tag team gold then. You know, and that might keep Johnny wrestling at bay. But I think over a while it's going to all come unstuck. And these two guys are going to have a match. And Johnny wrestling is going to be wrestling Johnny. And oh, looks like Gagano and Chumper been working as a great, well team the past couple of minutes. And all of a sudden, Gagano got caught out by Kyle O'Reilly, just cut his legs out from under him. And the momentum's now been halted. The Undisputed Era are probably one of the best in NXT slash WWE for just making an opponent feel isolated from his corner. They got Gagano. Gagano, I would say, is definitely the weak link. And that's no, you know, disrespect to him. Look how successful Chump has been because he doesn't care what the fans think. And Gagano does. And that's his problem. When you do care, it gets you. And no matter, you know, what you say, losing that North American Championship so soon after winning it, it's got to, you know, be a dagger in the heart. And now O'Reilly's going to got the leg. It's a great strategy by the Undisputed Era. Halo over the top rope, taking out Gagano. Gagani. <laughs> Gagani. And we are in extra time of NXT, something, you know, we don't normally see, but because it's on the network, they don't care. No, they can do what they want, plus it's the fourth match. We've seen three fantastic encounters, and now we're getting the final one here to find out who goes through. Oh, my God, a shot to the gut and pushes him off. A wheelbarrow DDT flips him back over, fish with the cover, but only a two count. Two... But we already know that it's going to be Mustache Mountain. So it's going to be Forgotten Sons versus Mustache Mountain. And the real list will face Alistair Black and Ricochet, which is such a mouth-watering tie. And Fish has been all over Gagano recently. And Johnny desperately needs a tag to Chomper. As Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly both working him over, keeping him in the undeserving era corner. But the resilience of Johnny wrestling, you can't count him out in this match. As he hangs onto the top rope after being Irish whipped into it. Fighting off both men. A lovely tornado DDT as he kicks Fish on the way round. Can he get a much needed tag into Tommaso Ciampa? Well, Ciampa looking for the tag. 
But Fish is in. Pulls Chomper down. Tommaso ducks underneath the kick attempt. Throws him back first into the steps. And he's still looking for the tag. But O'Reilly throws through. Gagana rolls under. Gets the tag into Chomper, who runs straight through O'Reilly. And Chomper's got O'Reilly. O'Reilly reverses. But not for long, Lowe's his head gets caught with a kick. And I've not seen this fire in Chumper for a long time. Knee to the face of Fish. But now O'Reilly with the combinations. <laughs> oh, but Chumper jumps over the leg sweep, delivers a knee to the back of the head of O'Reilly. He's not the champ for nothing. And he hit the forearm and now the running knee. Chumper's got him up now. Oh, oh. hits the cutter off the top. One, two... Oh, O'Reilly just managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. with the shots to the back, goes for the German, but O'Reilly rolls through. Grabs hold of the left leg of Chomper. But hits him with a death li- deadlift. German. Well, not once, looking for it again. And he's all over the place, and Fish is there on the apron now, trying to hold on to O'Reilly. Gagano's up. Kicks the back of the head of Fish, and then flies off the ste- uh, flies off the ring apron. Chomper rolls through, takes O'Reilly down too. Oh, spinning set out power bomb. But somehow O'Reilly managed to get up at two. Two. Tags in Gagano now looking to put away O'Reilly. Kicks to Marcel Chomper. But Gagano hits him with an elbow, sends him into the corner, but gets deposited onto the outside. Fish sneaking round to try and take him out. But Gagano springs his way in, but gets, gets caught. Now Riley's there, he's got it in. Body scissors. With a guillotine. Now Gagano won't tap, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Powers up O'Reilly. High enough for Gagano to get a running knee. Rolls through with a pin. One, two. Oh. Well, Chumper's helped, but Gagano still couldn't get O'Reilly down. Managing to kick out. Uh. Final flurry and both men with the elbow shots and knee strikes to each other. Now, who will be the final team through? O'Reilly with a kick, but Gagano responds. O'Reilly's forearm. Spinning elbow, <laughs> spinning lariat from Gagano, though. O'Reilly rolling through the ropes and both men take each other down with a huge clothesline. And rightly so, the fans on their feet applauding this action. Fish gets a tag, but here comes Chumper. Goes down low to the midsection of Tommaso. He catches Fish with a kick to the head. Oh, now Chumper's trying to bring Bobby in, but blocks it, gets caught with a forearm. Goes down low. Both men in a precarious position. Tommaso looking to suplex. Oh, my God. Bobby Fish off the edge of the then wafer thin mats. Fish back in. But Chomper catching with an elbow. Looks to go up top. And Bobby Fish now going to look to superplex. Chomper just imagine getting a pin over the NXT champion as well. And what that would do for bragging rights. But Chomper pushes him away. O'Reilly throws Gagano into Chomper's court. And now Fish all the way up. Oh, my God. Falcon arrow off the top. O'Reilly off. Knee to the chest. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. oh. 
Straight transition into the armbar, though. Tommaso's got his arms locked together, trying to fight it off. Well, if Riley could break it and fish up. Flying headbutt. Breaks the hands. Oh, my God. Released him. He's got, low low, got the leg. And Gagano's in. Pushes Fish. Breaks up the submission attempt. Well, Fish sent to the outside by Gagano. O'Reilly sends Gagano to the outside. And he's just going to join him. Oh, running off the edge of the ring apron. Knees to the jaw of Chomper. Throws him back into the ring. But he caught him with a draping DDT. Tags in Gagano. And Gagano's in now. Springs his way over the top with a, his own DDT. Goes for the cover. Two. Two. Oh. oh. Well, credit to O'Reilly to manage to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. wants back in. And now they're going to finish things off. Chumper taking down Fish. Is he going to see something we haven't seen in a long time? Boom. The DIY finish goes for the cover. One, two, two three. three. I knock out the Undisputed Era in a cracking match. I love the Dusty Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. What do you think of the main event? Yeah, it's been absolutely great. But all these matches have been main event. You know, we've seen, what, 12, 15 matches from 205, NXT UK and NXT, and they've all been absolutely on point. And, you know, it, I'd pick a favourite. This has been unbelievable here so far with the Dusty Classic. If you continue like this, it might be the best one ever. What a performance by Gagano and Chumper, and what story it tells as well with the team. And the Unsputed Era, they need a victory soon, but again, put forward a tremendous effort. O'Reilly and Fish looking great. But Dusty Classic first round has been a tremendous success. There's not been a bad match amongst them, really. No, not at all. No, they've all been great. All told a brilliant story. All been different, but all been very well thought out and shown as well. Episode 496, and it's the 13th of March. Before Mustache Mountain challenged Grizzle Jung Vets, James, they've got the Forgotten Sons in a Dusty Classic semi-final match. So this is going to be very interesting. I mean, the boys are looking very strong tonight. And Rikers at ringside for Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. So this is going to be an interesting match. Forgot Suns maybe getting through. I don't know if it's a fluke or not, beating Lorcan and Birch, but they did get the job done. And Mustache Mountain are here. And of course, they'll be ready getting through the Street Profits in the last round. So here we go. We're going to start Wesley Blake and Tyler Bate. Blake and Bate. And we've seen a lot of Bate on this episode. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> Blake slamming Tyler Bate, getting a tag in to Murphy. No, sorry, wrong tag team partner. Well, no, here we go. He's taken down as well. And Cutler's in a bit of trouble and easily suplexing him up and over. Going for the count, but only getting one. One. Mustache Mountain have gone for a different style trunk. They've gone for the black and grey checks. Well, I love a tag team. They're in coordination. It's definitely Mustache Mountain. One of the best tag teams in WWE nowadays. Cutler and Blake want to send a message to Mustache Mountain to the entire NXT division. And Trent Seven looking on as Bate gets net breakered. Goes for the cover, but managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Blake working over Tyler Bate. He's got a sleeper hold on. Trying to wear the little man out. So what are your thoughts on Forgotten Sons as we, we've seen them a few times now? They've grown on you? or I've you... completely forgotten they existed. They're, they're not really uh, showing much more personality. I don't really know a lot about them at the moment. 
What do they want? What are their goals? What are their ambitions? We asked this question with Sanity and it never got answered really, even though they were quite a good group in themselves. I don't think Forgotten Sons are that level, even though probably NXT hope maybe someday they can get there. They do work as a good team, but looks like Bates just landed on his uh, feet there after a back suplex attempt. Tags in Trent Seven. Takes out Steve Cutler. Blake comes in. Seven with loads of chops. Well, three out of these men what it's like to hold NXT Tag Team Gold. Well, without a doubt, and that's why you can't underestimate Forgotten Sons. Trent Seven with a DDT on Blake, but Cutler came in, but Seven managed to turn it round into the suplex. Lovely turns him inside out with that. Only gets a two count, though. Two. Blake, Irish whipped. Blind tagging for Cutler. Goes between Trent Seven's legs. Oh, and Cutler just the back of Trent Seven's left knee. No, if you're going to target a weakness in the Mustache Mountain, it might be Trent Seven and his knee that's causing him a lot of trouble. Well, don't count year. out the husky fellow, James. I love that. I don't get me wrong, Trent Seven's one of those guys that makes me dream still. But You're like a bear, don't you? <laughs> I do, but the thing is with his uh, left leg is that it does cause him a lot of trouble. It seems that's what Forgotten Sons are going to focus on. I oh, know that all too well. They've been in NXT for a while, been sitting behind the scenes, maybe not getting the uh, the chance that they feel they deserve. Point to prove. Well, you look at Blake's former tag team partner. I mean, they're currently doing shit in 205 Live, but co- holding the title. Exactly. You can't stop mentioning them. I love it. And now Cutler and Blake working on seven on the outside, bringing them in, going for the cover, but seven again out of two. Two. This is Dusty Classic semi-final. It's been a great way to start. I loved the Dusty Classic last week. Bebe. As he Blake causing Trent Seven all sorts of troubles, tying up that left knee. Trent doing his best to fight out. He briefly had the hot tag in, but that was shut down by the Forgotten Sons. And he's been called off since, and it's been great tag teaming. Just centering on Trent Seven. He's trying to get over to his corner. Oh, rolls him up one, two. No, only a two count. Two. Oh, my God. And again, Blake has got seven. We talk about tag team history, and of course, the Dusty Classic, Dan. Made famous, of course, Dusty Rhodes, a legend. But why is a tag classic named after Dusty Rhodes when he was such a great singles wrestler? Because he was in a tag team with Howling Mad Dick Murdoch. Texas Outlaws. Yes, they were, of course, very famous team. And Dusty had his start from there first. And then went on to have single success afterwards. Unfortunately, both men are dead. But they both will be missing. That's such a huge impact on the sport. We love professional wrestling. So can you name the previous winners of the Dusty old Tag Team Classic, baby? Well, off the pain of one, the Undisputed Era. And Finn Balor, or, no, not Finn. Did Finn Balor and Joe win it? There you go. Three of them, isn't it? Well, we're concentrating on who's going to win this year. And at the moment, it could be between Mustache Mountain and the Forgotten Sons. And a double clothesline there by seven... Into Cutler. <coughs> Can he get the tag? Yeah, he can. Well, both in. men get the tag. Blake jumps the ropes. Cuts down Blake. Shoulder block takedown. Irish whip to the corner. High back body drop. Cutler comes in. Tyler Bates spots it. Ducks him. Drop kick. Both men are backed up in the corner. Bates comes running in with a huge uppercut. Upper what? And now managing to pick up. Cutler. Cutler with so, so much strength as Reich is looking on. Blake caught as well. Stacking them both up on his shoulder. And he can't do this, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's managed to spin him. Collapses in a heap, but that is a very impressive feat of strength. 
I mean, a combined weight must be at least 500 pounds. At least 675 pounds. Ooh. A double Hurricane Rana takes them both down and to the outside. Tyler Bate looks set to go flying. Jumps over the top rope. Running, shooting star, but they both move. He lands on his knees. Bloaders Cutler into Blake. And Bate there recovering well. Looked like he was going to make a massive mistake. Nips up to his feet. Absolutely impressive standing shooting star press. And he throws Blake back in and he's not with it at the moment. Riker shouting on at ringside. Can't do anything at the moment. Bates up. Spiral tap. Goes for the cover on Blake. One, two, no. Oh. Cutler in to break it up. Trent Seven hasn't recovered yet to make the save. No, it's a Bates fight the 2-1 handicap match. But now, both men are going to double team Blake. Now here goes Bate off the rope. Oh. Springboard close on to a German. One, two. Oh, Jackson Riker making a save for his team. Oh, Putting c- the leg onto the bottom rope. Come on, ref. You should have seen that. Well, it's the ref's fault. Not forgotten sons. And Tyler Bates looking to go flying. Sailing over the top. Takes them both out. And now can they take advantage of it? Bates throwing them back in. Blake's back in the ring. Gets the tag in from Trent Seven. Tyler going up top. Can Trent Seven pick him up? Bad leg and all. He's got bait on his shoulder. Oh no, referee got poked in the eye by Blake. And then Riker on the outside just wiped out. Well, Trent Seven looking to go flying, but Cutler cuts him off. Riker took up bait at ringside after he took him off the ape, uh, took him off the top rope. Referee didn't see it. Boom, combination foot stomp, reverse DDT, one, two. Oh my God, the Forgotten Sons win another one. They're into the final. I never would have saw that coming, Forgotten Sons. Getting to the finals over Mustache Man, what the hell? I mean, don't get me me wrong, Forgotten Sons are right, but... Well, Jackson Riker's probably... uh... Got the biggest thanks to saving that. You know, that big man's made a big difference here in the Dusty Classic because the Forgotten Sons here, they said they are through to the final. I thought it was very good, you know. Forgotten Sons, quite underrated. They're starting to get themselves on the radar now and starting to make a bit of an impact. But we've still got the other semi-final matchup later to come. That is hashtag DIY going against Ricochet and my man, Ali B. And what a main event that will be. Well, Matt Riddle's interviewed by Kathy Kelly. He's interrupted by Adam Cole, who claims he's going to get the North American title back. Riddle suggests that they continue this little powwow in the ring. Swiftly moving on, Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai in a number one contenders match. And Shania Basler is on commentary. So this should be really interesting then. Uh, Belair versus Shirai for the number one contendership. Who are you going to back in this one? Obviously, Jess Carr. Uh, Bianca Belair, because she's got long hair. And she's the EST of NXT. i got to back my girl, Shai. I mean, like I said, I picked her in a Dusty Classic. And I just think she's got the right... I think she, she's got... Dusty, May Young. May Young Classic. And I think she's got Baszler's number. And Belair showing her strength. And you only go in a full Nelson. Oh, but Shirai underneath, uh, between the legs. Belair winning that test of strength. Knocking Neo Shirai to the mat. Flipping over her. But Shirai sideswiping the uh, dropkick attempt from Bianca Belair. But Belair s- s- sidestepping the handspring back elbow attempt from Io Shirai. But then gets caught with a dropkick, sends her to the outside. Shirai looks set to go flying. 
Oh no, Belair scarpering out the way. But not far enough as Shirai on the apron. Looking for a Hesus' takedown but gets caught by Bianca. And planted face first into the steel steps. Oh, Shirai is one of the most, you know, the best high-flying talents in WWE right now. What she could do, we showed that there in a the previous sequence. But we learned something from Bianca Belair at TakeOver against Baszler. So close and, you know, she, had, she passed out. In the end, you know, didn't get pinned, didn't submit. And showed that heart determination. And she shows that fire. She got, got taken aback early in this one. And now it's come back to control. I just think that hair really fucking irritates me. I mean, that hair is a problem. It just car might have a word. Could be seen it used as a weapon. It busted open Baszler. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of Shania anymore. Who's as good as commentary as she is wrestling at the moment. Standing moonsault. Very athletic from the EST. Goes for a cover, but only a two count. Two. Bianca Belair, she's got a bit of a brutal streak about her, I think. I think you need that aggressive side to be successful, but again, I'm not sure if she's a heel of her face because she's, you know, quite healy in what she says. But then she's running up against Baszler. You think, oh, right, she might be facing now against Shi'ai. I think she's definitely got that kind of aggressive attitude. I think Blair will be successful in the division. Shi'ai rolling through and a double foot stomp to the stomach. Belair coming back, but she gets dropped toehold. And think about Belair, she's improving every time, though, as well. 6-1-9 for EO. Top rope, spring, top rope springboard drop kick, sending Belair all the way across the ring. And EO's balance is amazing as well. And now Shai springs up to the top, and Belair knocks her down. Hangs her up in a tree of woe. Oh. A whip to the midsection with the hair. Come on, Jess, do something about that. It's a legal move, Jimbo. And Shai stopping Belair, went up to the top. And Belair's not used to being up there, even though Shai is. Going to go for a hurricane runner. Sends Belair down to the mat. Well, Belair showed a little bit in experience there. He broke a neck on the back of Shai. Belair down, and now Shai's going to go up. She loves Plus. using the acai moonsault. Oh, but Belair gets her knees up. Knees, knees up, up Mother Brown. Oh. And a spear by Belair. Well, it looked like she was down, but recovered quickly. Both women are down, and now look who's coming to ringside. Shania Baszler. And Baszler grabbing out Shai. And Jess Carr calling for the bell. This might be number one's contender match. Are you scared, Baszler? And she's coming now. She's got the... Kirafuga clutch. Kirafuga clutch on Belair. Well, they say that Becky Lynch is the man, but Shania Baszler like one. Right, down. And here comes... Kari Sane. And she will not back down. Comes running right in, but straight into the Kirifuda clutch as well. Fighting out with big back elbows. And Sane has had the better of Belair, uh, of Baszler every time they've met. Look on her face. Oh, look at her. Look. She looks so fucking ugly. And now she's putting Sane to sleep, which is a shame. She has to do it by attacking her from behind. And look at Shai now. Attacking back. Well, she had a submission on her best mate. She ruined this match. There you go, getting a huge chant. Throwing Baszler to the outside. That's it. How do you like them apples? And Eo's going to check on Kari Sane. Oh. Basler back in. Kirifuga clutch on Eo. Look at the look on its movie. Just checking out Jess Cuck up. Where are the trainers? Where are the officials? This is She's ruining the women's division. Go on, Jess. Be, Go on, get her in a Kirifuga clutch of her own. Used to be greats like Oscar and Becky Lynch and Nick Paige. And Nikki Cross, and now Baszler is ruining the division. We don't even have a number one contendership. We don't even know who the number one contender is going to be for TakeOver because she wants to come out here and do this. If it's not people helping her out, it's her ruining matches, and I'm tired of it. 
Well, James, there's no disputing that Shayna Baszler is standing tall. She's laid down possibly the only other three com- challengers to her title. If that's not a dominant statement, I don't know what is. Well, the fans chatting boring, but she has sent everybody to sleep. So you can't argue about that. We get a video recap of Dominic Djakovic and Keith Lee match and a performance centre confrontation from last week. These two will fight again next week. Well, Shane is told backstage that at TakeOver New York, she'll be defending her title against all three women. So here we go. We've got a fatal four-way match. Baszler versus Belair versus Shai versus Sane. Let's pray and hope that her reign of terror is coming to an end. The main event for tonight's NXT is the reformed hashtag DIY going against my man Ricochet, my man Ali B in a Dusty Classic semi-final match. Yeah, well, the, the finals of the Dusty Classic are in two weeks. Let's not forget about that. And we'll bring you the classic on our live show for NXT TakeOver. At least the men's division in NXT is good. Fucking awesome. I'm going to miss Ali Black when he moves up to the main roster. And like I said, what talent these four men. Four great talents. Held gold in NXT. And all, I would say, if you're going to have an NXT Hall of Fame, these four men would already be in there. Well, I never thought we were DIY ever again. They're coming out here, Gagalo Champa, like a proper tag team. I, I still can't believe it. Wearing their old DIY <laughs> t-shirts as well. Uh, what a story. The Dusty Classic. Gagano looking at the trophy and, of course, Chumper coming out here with Goldie. And these four guys faced off at half-time heat alongside Dream and... I can't remember else. Alan Cole, baby! And it was a great match, Danny. You're right about that. So this one should be even better with those two nights. <laughs> and it's an opportunity to challenge, uh, well, to meet... I can't remember who they are. The Forgotten Sons or something? <laughs> yeah, I think you call them the Street Profits. <laughs> the Forgotten Sons, yeah, are in the final. And uh, the winner of that will then go to face War Raiders for the tag team titles at TakeOver. So what a huge opportunity. Opportunity. It will be for either team. But are Gagano and Ciampa actually properly in cahoots? It, well, from what I've seen, I don't think there's any shenanigans. And they've worked well all team. We saw them going against the Undisputed Era last time out and they were brilliant I think DIY like this how can you back against DIY we talked about a great tag team versus great individuals well how can you go against um, Ricochet and Ali B the impact that they've made recently on Warren Smackdown well, I doubt they made great impact but Gagano and Ciampa as a team and as individuals I think at the moment are better than Black and Ricochet but they've only been back together for as long exactly. as Ricochet and Black have been together. Like you're saying, Dan, the proof is in the puddings. And that's what makes this semi-final so intriguing. We ask all those questions coming up. They kind of forgot the sides, like you say, I've forgotten about. This might be the real final. You would say maybe the winner of this will be the team that wins it. Is that disrespectful for Forgotten Sons? I think it just shows how big this match is. Let's see who gets there. Well, Chump and Gagano in the early go. Chump went for the knee and Black went for the black mass. Both men miss. Irish ripped by Chumper. Black dodges it. And again, the back... Black rolling over the back of Chumpa. Kick to the midsection. Knee down low. Shining wizard. Goes for the cover, but Chumpa up at one. One. Just shows how tough he is. Dropped toe hold by Black. Now it's him in the ascendancy. Got the arm of Chumpa. Trying to slow this match down a beat or two. They talk about the history of each, you know, the history of each man in this one. 
Jumper beating Black for the NXT title. Gargano uh, beating Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. It's just a great story told at the moment. And Ricochet working the arm of Chomper. Good to see how Ricochet and Chomper square up. You know, it's a match that could happen down the line for the NXT Championship. Without a doubt, you know, a good Ricochet is, but a boot by Chomper. Just shows how good Chomper is. <laughs> now he tags in Johnny Gargano. Kick to the back of the head and it looks like hashtag DIY haven't missed a beat from their former tag team days. And Gargano just looks more confident, looks more peaceful. I don't know what it is, but... Is his life complete now? I think it Has might it come be. a full circle? Has he embraced the dark side? Well, Candice Ray told him to be careful, but if he's happy and successful doing what it takes... Well, he's been more successful joining the dark side than he has being a good guy. Right, doubt. And look at this beautiful transition in there between Ricochet and Gagano. Hesus has takedown. Ricochet nips through, lands on his feet. Rolls across the back of Gagano, rolls through. Hesus has takedown, blocked by Gagano. Well, each man just knows the other so well now, blocking the other. Head scissors and nip up by Ricochet. Dropkick right on the button. Ricochet looking to go flying. Gagano realises he's in trouble. Chumper there, pushes him away. Ricochet seeing it coming and landing in his pose. It's just great storytelling at the moment and Ricochet's not finished. Springboard, dropkick, takes down Chumper. And now Black's there. Fake out and sits down because he sits where he wants. <laughs> and Ricochet's sitting next to his herring. And uh, the fans absolutely loving it. And we are as well. DIY down and out and Ricochet and Ali B sitting and posing. Alistair Ricochet chant going through the crowd. And this is the same crowd that wanted DIY to get back together again and was chanting for them loud as fuck. I just think how, you know, loved Gagano has been and how hate Chumper. Now working as a team and Gagano came in with his spear taking Ricochet down. But Chumper holding up the referee. Snap suplex by Gargano. And he floats over but only gets a one. Now Chumper's in just trying to control Ricochet in the corner. DIY trying to uh, dominate this match by just slowing proceedings down. Just putting it into their pace. Slow methodic pace. That's the best way to counteract a fast high fly like Ricochet. Now they just try to take his neck off there with a slingshot. Now Gagano in. Oh, the difference grabbing a leg each and just separating them. And Black just there looking on. Neck breaker from Gargano. Well, goes for the cover, but only gets two. Two. And Gagano front face lock, bringing it back into the corner of DIY. Chumper tags himself back in. You know, Chumper with a neck breaker taking Ricochet down. And he just stares at Black. Oh, and Chumper goading Ali B into the ring by just sitting down in front of him. Has to get into his head and just try and put him off his game. Or well, Chumper. He's, he, he is the master manipulator we've seen of NXT's past few months, controlling kind of not only the, his NXT title scene, North American, but now the tag team division as well and everything that he does. Well, I think, you know, he's uh, definitely got Johnny Gagano in the strings. Right, uh, one of the best heels, you know, going, you know, Chumper does everything that makes him so, you know, disliked. And Gagano's going to follow suit. He's bent the arm back, still on that, and now takes in Chumper again. Ricochet trying to fight out from Chumper. Chumper's got the vice-like grip on. Chumper looking for Gagano, can't reach him either. Boot to the jaw, step up from Johnny Gagano. Jumps over the top rope, looking for that DDT, gets caught by Ricochet, who takes down Chumper. Oh, but gets taken down by Gargano. Oh, Gargano goes for the cover, Ricochet out at two. Two. And you can just feel the heat... Coming out of Alistair Black. 
Just wants to get in there, get a piece of Gagano and Chumper. Huge running knee from Chumper. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, only a two count. Two. And I thought that might have been the job done then. You see the far away look. Ricochet's eyes, you hear the impact. But now Chumper's got hold of Ricochet and it's going to be classic double teaming by DIY. Ricochet ducks underneath them both. Catches Chumper's foot. Back elbow to Gagano. Kick to Gagano. Throws them into each other. Swinging net breaker to a DDT. <laughs> it's just poetry in motion with Ricochet. It is. And he hits the... <laughs> Chumper ends up hitting the DDT on Gagano. And it gives Ricochet a chance to get to Ali B. Yes, finally gets over. Hot tag to Ali B. Who comes in and he's on fire, baby. Running through Gagano. Not once, but twice. Now just kicking the legs out from underneath him. Running knee to the side of the head. Flips up to his feet. Springboard and takes out both of DIY. Goes for the cover. Only a two count, though. Two. And Black's definitely got the crowd behind him and the momentum at the moment. Looking for a suplex, but Johnny Gagano gets the knee up and blocks it. But runs in towards Ali B. Sticks the foot up. Gagano catches it, kicks him off. <clears throat> now Gagano regains control with a kick to the back of the neck. Gets deposited on the outside. Looking for his springboard in, but gets caught with a kick up the jaw. Buster suplex from Ali B. Two. No, Chumper in to break it up. No, Chumper had to get it there. I don't think Garno was getting out of it. Ricochet caught and thrown outside. Ali B catches him and throws him outside on top of Ricochet. So now two men left, Gagano and Black. And a deadlift German there by Black, but Gagano blocks it. Ali B hits him with a back elbow, though. Chumper tags himself in. Oh. And runs into a knee from Chumper. Black didn't realise, and now Gagano with a super kick. And it's looking for the DIY dual super kicks. No ricochet in. Ali B with the knee up to the jaw of Chomper. And now ricochet off the second turnbuckle. Moonsault lands on his feet somewhat. Runs into a super kick from Gagano though. But Ali B out looking for the kick to the head of Gagano. Jumps over the leg sweep attempt from him. Oh my god, Chomper's got him in the tower, London. And he hits him on the apron. Both members of DIY in. Springboard over the top. Plants Ali B with a DDT. Goes for a cover. One, two. No. Oh. Black kicks out. Oh. As Chumper hits Ricochet with a draping DDT. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Now Gagano spinning all the way around Alistair B. Lands down on him. Going for the Gagano escape. It's escape. Gagano escape. And Chumper's in to stop Ricochet. And he's got the arm. We've got double submissions here. Ricochet managing to fight out. Powering up Tommaso Ciampa. Oh my god, that's an impressive show of strength. Oh. Death Valley drivers him onto Gagano. And all four men down here in a classic encounter. Huge NXT chance. But let's remember Gagano and Black are the two legal men at the moment. With Johnny Wrestling trying to get to the corner of Tommaso Ciampa. Wait a minute, I think Gagano's hurt his left leg. Seems to be struggling at the moment on it. And he's down on the outside. It's the left knee and Chumper checking on him. Uh, is Chumper more concerned about his friend and his potential tag team championship opportunity? I think Gunner's saying he's hurt, but Chumper, go on. Carry on doing it. Ricochet gets the tag in. And with Black nearly wiped out as well, it's nearly a one-on-one -on -one match between Ricochet and Chumper. Ricochet going against the current NXT champion. And what huge and yay and a punches and Ricochet's getting the best of this. Oh, Tommaso Chompolo spins round and catches Ricochet with a shot to the jaw. 
And Ricochet with a knee, but gets his leg caught. Flipped over. <laughs> knee to the jaw from Chomper, but a backflip knee to the head from Ricochet. Oh, my God. The level of wrestling we've seen in the past couple of podcasts has been amazing. It is. NXT is the place to be. <laughs> Adam to Black on the apron, <clears throat> looking for a tag to Ricochet. Johnny Gagano can barely stand. He can't, <clears throat> he can't get up to help Chumper at the moment. Goes for the knee, but missed. Here comes Black with a kick blocked. Looking for the fairy tale ending. Black Mass kick. Tags in Ricochet. Well, Gagano can't get in to help. Ricochet on top. 6.30 splash. Goes for the cover. Two, Two three. three. And Ricochet has pinned Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion. But more importantly than that, right now, it means Alistair Black and Ricochet have booked their place in a Dusty Classic final against the Forgotten Sons. And what a match we have just seen there. We now know Forgotten Sons versus Black and Ricochet is a Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. But what about what we just saw? Absolutely fucking amazing match. We know what all four of these guys are capable of. And they always deliver. Again, you've got a little bit of storytelling going on. You know, Johnny Gagano hurt himself. Tommaso Ciampa, is he showing a bit of a human side by checking twice? Yeah. He checked on him. Making sure everything's all right. But still, he's gutsy, going for it alone. Coming up too short, getting hit by a black mass kick and a 6.30 splash. Finishing the match for him. What's Ciampa's thoughts going to be after losing another Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic match? With his uh, DIY partner. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible when you think, like you say, the history of DIY have of losing. But maybe it was just unfortunate with Gagano's injury. But Ricochet, a great tag team as well. And a black mass kick, kick and a 6.30 splash. A lot of people aren't going to get up. I don't think anybody's going to get up from that. So it'll be an interesting final. But the Dusty Classic really has delivered. Like I said, it's still asking a lot more questions. What can the Forgotten Sons pull out the bag to upset the odds like we've seen them do throughout the tournament. You know, with Black and Ricochet as well. Of course, we'll bring you that final at the live show for NXT TakeOver as well. So it should be great. As for Gagano Black, I don't know what the questions are, you know, as we'll see. Hopefully in the future, times to get answered. Candice LeRae comes down to check on her man, Johnny G. Well, it could be a serious injury here. And Chump has got hold of Goldie and just sitting on the apron watching. But isn't this reminiscent of their loss to Authors of Pain? I mean, Johnny Gagano injured his leg. Well, he got the Johnny Gagano wall for most punishment in the match. Exactly. For that, and it's unfortunate to see. What would Chomper's reaction be this time to them losing? Well, he's going to check. But the important thing is in this little story, he's left Goldie on the ring. So he's more important and more interested in Johnny Gagano than he is in Goldie. Is that saying something? Is that a change? In Chomper's heart. Well, it might be. Now, Callis Ray has not been sure of Chomper, thinking he's a dark side. But right now, he's showing that he's a nice guy. This is just a shame that DIY have to end like this. And he it? cares more about Gagano than his title? Yeah. Question mark? Oh, wait a minute. Walking by the trophy, Gagano falls down, can't support himself. Well, that's what they came close to. And Chomper now picking up Gagano. Oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to drop him like he dropped him before? Well, sign of respect. And Chump's got hold of Gagano. Wait a minute, he stops himself with the good and oh. the bad leg. Gagano knew it. Bang, oh. throws Chomper <laughs> into the sign. 
Oh, the and leg... Johnny wrestling was Johnny Faker. The leg was fine. It was the plan all along. Bang! Oh. DIY super kick <laughs> to the jaw. He knew what was coming. He pre-anticipated Chomper's strike. Wow. And Candice LeRae smiling. Gagano manipulated Chomper into a position where he had him at his weakness. He played the puppet master wow. at his own game. And Johnny wrestling chart, and that's how you get a baby face over. What a moment after all that time to finally have that Magana get one up a chumper. What are your thoughts on that? That was absolutely great. Again, you know, the storytelling, this is a story that's been playing out for two years. It's come full circle and... You know, I would love to see a Johnny Gagano victory over Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver New York. Yeah, and, and therein lies the problem because, like you said, the, the situation situation that they've built for them, or the storyline that they've built for themselves of having, like you said, seen Ciampa turning on Gagano all the way back at TakeOver and seeing the reminiscent and, and hoping it's going to be Ciampa versus Gagano. But unfortunately, then we got the news that Tommaso Ciampa had been injured uh, and had to vacate the NXT Championship. Now, we've got more details later on about Champa's uh, status and when he'll be back, but we have to move on. Like I said, the show continues, and it's episode 497, March 20th. Yeah, well, wasting no time, the King of Kings is here. He's carrying the NXT title as full sail pops loud. Amaro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness remind us about Tommaso Champa's injury. Well, once the crowd settles down from their Triple H and NXT chance. H puts over the building, the fans, and the brand. He says NXT is special because of a place of dreams. Some people start their dreams, they scratch and claw to make their dreams of being in the WWE come true. But the fact of the matter is that for them, for them all, their dream can also end in the same ring. That's the reality. Well, the game came here tonight planning to announce the culmination of a year-long story. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gagano for the NXT title at TakeOver New York. But reality has put Chomper's dream on hold. As neck surgery has forced him to relinquish the belt. In NXT, when one dream ends, another begins. And Gagano will get his shot in Brooklyn. But against who? 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 We'll find out tonight as former champions Ricochet, Ali B and Adam Cole, current North American champion Velveteen Dream and James's favourite Matt the bro riddle fight for the right to face Gagano at TakeOver. Yeah, but that match has to be decisive. So in New York, it will be a two out of three falls match to determine the new NXT champion. Kathy Kelly is outside the men's dressing room looking for a reaction from the roster about the fatal five-way. She says, some are excited to be in it. Others are upset they've been left out. Connor Reeves exits and says the match will be A, but it won't be the finest. Forgotten Sons are out next, and Steve Cutler says Kathy even asking them, says they've already been forgotten again. Wesley Blake says about next week's main event, when they'll face Alistair Black and Ricochet for the Dusty Rose Classic Trophy, and they're in New York. He hopes Black or Rick win tonight because they won't be focused on them. Well, before they leave, Jackson Riker grabs the mic and says after next week, they'll be forgotten no more. Maro and Percy Jackson slash Watson throws some video package on some of the Fatal Fireway competitors. Alistair and Rick say there's no love lost between them and tonight it's not about alliances. Rick says that after tonight one of them will be pulling double duty at the Barclays Centre. Well, Black says everyone but him will fade to black. 
Velveteen Dream says, we know the spotlight is only big enough for one man, so tonight it's Dream Over. And after TakeOver, he'll be the brand's first dual champ. We get a video package of Tommaso Ciampa's trip to Andrew's clinic in Birmingham for neck surgery. And the last two competitors in tonight's match get promo time. Matt Riddle says, bro, 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 bro. Nothing's going to break my undefeated streak, bro. So he's leaving and take over as NXT champ. Adam Cole is back by Undisputed Era in a trailer. Adam Cole points out two years ago, but he said he debuted and beat up Drew McIntyre to hold the NXT title over his head. When he does this time, he'll be the champion because he never beat Drew McIntyre for the NXT title. Well, Kathy interrupts a photo shoot EO Sharina doing. They're excited to watch the match tonight to see who will join them at TakeOver. They'll fight each other to get there, to get the women's title, but they don't see anything coming between their friendship. Bianca Belair strolls up and says they wouldn't even be in a match if Shania Bazan crashed her match last week. She dismisses Kari as a pirate and says nothing will stop her in New York because her mindset is undefeated. EO says to keep her friend for going after the EST after she brushes past her on the way out. As the competitors in tonight's star, Ronaldo tells us that there was that there was other actions set for tonight, but that was the priority. Sorry, Keith Lee and Dominic Djakovic. <laughs> Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Ali B and Matt Riddle. Yeah, who will face Johnny Gagano for the NXT title at TakeOver New York? Who do you want to win this match? No one. If I'm going to back anybody, it will be the North American champion, Velty Drew, because he knows what it's like to be a champ right now. And I see him being the champ champ. Well, James, for me, it's a toss-up between Ali B and Rick O'Shea. I don't care who wins the match, as long as it's not... Adam Cow, baby. Yeah, I just don't want Matt Riddle to win. I'm all right. <clears throat> but... There's only one man that's undefeated in this match, James. And unfortunately, it's Matthew Bro Riddle, bro. So here comes Alistair Black. And I've picked Velveteen Dream, but Ali B in title situation, situation, I think usually comes out on top. So I think he's got to be my dark horse in this one. Well, Ali B is the only man to hold said NXT championship out of these five guys. And the only one that might be guaranteed a match at TakeOver, like not confirmed yet, because of and course... Ricochet. And Ricochet. Yeah, well, no, let me get to that, because, yes, the Dusty Classic is next week, and we'll bring it to you on our live show for TakeOver. Now, Black and Ricochet might be thinking about that rather than this massive opportunity laid right in front of them. Of course, Matt Riddle's the biggest match of NXT, and um, Cole's not been in the limelight recently, now he's getting an opportunity thrust upon him, and the Velveteen Dream could be a double champ champ. But they still have to go against Johnny Gargano... To get said championship. So here we go. Bell rings and five men. Five NXT's best. And Matt Riddle. Four of NXT's best. And Adam Cole. Well, Riddle's going after Dream on the outside. Looks like Black and Ricochet. We're going to go double team Adam Cole. Ricochet going after Velveteen Dream. And then eliminating Adam Cole from the Royal Rumble. Well, unlike any uh, 205 matches we've seen with five men, this is first man to get the pinfall. There's Dream rolling up Black there. Trying to get a quick victory. Well done, bro. Thrown outside, and now Black's got Dream. Team Dream and Ali B have had a great rivalry in the past, but Dream has since been absolved of his sins. Well, and he now, Ballister Black, definitely knows Velveteen Dreams now. Have both men trading. But is Black a bit more hungry now that he's uh, had a taste of gold? I think the Dream's a little bit more experienced as well. So again, it's different to what we saw just a year ago with these two men completely changed. 
And a roll up there by Black, but it weren't successful. But Cool Dream with a big kick to the face. With Adam Cole taking out the legs of Ali B. Gets caught with a kick across the chest. I hope that fucking hurt you, twat. And then, of course, Adam Cole and Alistair Black have had problems along the ways. And Dream knocks down Black. Well, Ricochet turns the attentions back to Velveteen Dream. Rolls across the back. Rolls underneath. Has his takedown. Nips up to his feet. A lovely standing drop kick. Sends Dream to the outside. Go on, Ricochet. Knock him out. And now here comes Matt Riddle in with a gut wrench. And like you said, Dan, the only undefeated man in this one. And not letting go of Ricochet. Rolls through with three gut wrench suplexes. That's quite a very good technique, though, from Matt Riddle. Well, not bad. And the fans definitely get behind him. And now Adam Cohen, but beautifully... Stopping the move by Riddle and a step up in Seguri there. And now Adam Cole's going to work in a corner. Stomping the mud hole. Walking it dry. Adam Cole, baby. And the fans definitely behind him. But he hasn't got time to fuck around in this type of match. <laughs> no, because Ali B straight up. Gets a kick to the midsection. Oh, my God, now. <laughs> and a tag team working really well together. But a face-off between Ali B and Ricochet. This is for all the bananas. They've got to put their tag team aside for this match. And the fans know how important it is, and so did Black and Ricochet. A handshake, and now these two guys square off. Adam Cole chucking Ricochet into Black. He sends Black to the outside, and he turns his attentions back to Ricochet, the man who took his North American Championship off him. Swinging neck breaker. Goes for the cover, but Ricochet managing to kick out. Oh. Riddle <laughs> up in the apron, and then knocked down with a forearm. He's looking really cool, cool in this match, bro. Well, he's not flip-flopping about. He's not, but Adam Cole there, suplex and a float over, but can't get Ricochet down. Alistair Black trying to get into the ring. He gets kicked out by Adam Cole. He's doing a great damage control at ringside at the moment. Adam <clears throat> Cole, of course, and Ricochet. Adam Cole lost his North American Championship to Ricochet. Bad feelings towards him. He back suplexed him down. A Velveteen Dream look had come up onto the apron. Adam Cole trying to take him out, but gets caught. With shoulder to the midsection, Ricochet takes him out. A knee to the back sends Ricochet flying out the ring. And now the Dream, who seems fully focused in this match, going straight to work on Adam Cole. Irish Rip reversed by Cole. Velveteen Dream slides. And he catches Adam Cole with a huge right hand, knocks him down. Goes up top. Double axe handle smash, turns the attentions to Ali B, though. And then throws Adam Cole out, eliminates him from the rumble. Now Dream's going to go flying, takes down Cole. And now he throws Adam Cole in. He might feel the end is coming. A purple Rainmaker. But he's going up to hit it. No, Matt catches him. German suplex. Oh no, Riddle turning black round. And he's got the pro mission in. No! He's got Alistair Black in all sorts of trouble. Oh, but Velveteen Dream in with a save. Oh, thank God for that. Well, the King of Bros then. And he made Ali B tap out. Nah, Ali B weren't never going to tap out. And now Velveteen Dream just throwing Riddle to the outside. But I was just about to knock him out. Put He's lucky that br- fucking Velveteen Dream saved Matt Riddle. <laughs> well, look at Alistair Black now turning things up against the Dream with the kicks. Alan Cole's trying to sneak back in. Black taking both Cole and Dream out. Kick to the head. One, two. Oh, oh no. Dream <laughs> managing to kick out. Uh, and now Black might be looking for the end to the Dream. Going to pick him up for the black mass. No, Adam Cole stopping it. Throws Cole knees first. Uh, throws Ali B knees first into the steel steps. And now Matt Riddle's in. And he's facing off with Adam Cole. 
And these two men could be the future of NXT and we're getting bro chance and Adam Cole trying to respond with forearms, chops by Riddle and he's winning it in a moment but here we go, <laughs> Cole stomping on the foot. That's what it's all about. He's got him in his sights but Matt Riddle grabs the leg, ankle lock, bro mission locked in. And Dream now getting better of both men in the ring. I think Danny Burt should have been in this match personally. And a huge chop to Dream, but a kick by Cole. Kick by Dream to Cole. Ricochet in. Rolls him through. Nips up. Oh, a lovely kick to the head. Super kick from Cole. A bro knee from Riddle. And now Black, who hasn't had the best out of Riddle yet. Both men exchanging kicks. And all five men are down. God, what an exchange that was. And now Ricochet slowly gets to his feet. It's what it means to fight for the NXT title at TakeOver. Ricochet turns his attentions to Matt Riddle. He's got up top to finish him. Go on, Rick. Get him, son. Oh, can Ricochet pull double duty? Now Adam Cole's stopping him. And now Cole's going to try a superplex on Ricochet. Oh, the Velveteen Dream up to... And now he's going up as well with Adam Cole and Ricochet. All three of them in uh, no man's land. Ali B making his way out to his feet. Is he going to join them? And now here comes Matt Riddle as well. And all four men... Going up on that top turnbuckle. Side rush and leg sweep. Cole and, uh, from Black and Riddle to uh, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole, who superplex Ricochet over. All five men are down. And I think Ricochet got the worst of that exchange. <laughs> I don't know why all four men decided that would be a great idea. They're risking it all. And now that's the Black Velveteen Dream looking at each other. Last two men in the ring. The North American champ and the former NXT champion. Shot by the Dream. Vicious stuff, but Alistair seems to have a response. Dream shoulder barges Ali B into the corner. Who kicks Dream off. Black perch on the second rope. Double knees. Kick to the head. Snap German suplex. Bridges out. Oh, the breaks it up. And now Riddle's got Alistair Black. Broplex. Oh, Rolls go through with a brover. Oh, Adam Cole stops <laughs> the victory there for Riddle. Bro punches to the chest. Oh, and chops. Goes for the bro's line, but missed. <laughs> Adam Cole with a super kick. It's caught Riddle. Oh, neck breaker. Go for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh. oh, no, but Ricochet brokes it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, Ricochet with a fake kick. Axe kick to the back of his head. Uh, Cole with the eye rake. Super kick to the head. Kick to the back of the head. Oh, now Adam Cole's going to look for the last shot. Now Ricochet ducks it. Reverse Hurricane Rana. And it says Adam Cole all the way to the outside. Ricochet can't capitalise. I don't think Ricochet's finished just yet. Handspring over the top. Takes out Adam Cole. Baby. Oh my God. Beautiful move. Adam Cole's out. If it was a false count anywhere, Ricochet would be challenging for the NXT Championship. And now it's Matt Riddle and an Olympian Velveteen Dream in the ring. And a chop to Velveteen Dream. And Riddle is riding Dream. Rolls through, but Dream holds on. Went for the DDT, but blocked again. Oh. Knee to the jaw. And now he's going to throw missions in. And the Dream's caught in the middle of the ring. Trying to wiggle out. Adam Cole drags the ref out. And the Dream is tapping there. Riddle saw it, but Cole there with a referee. 
Riddle takes out Cole. Black Mass. Black Mass. Mass. Yes. Hey. Purple Rainmaker. Dream Valley Driver. Dream Valley Driver. <laughs> now the Dream's going to go up. Purple Rainmaker. He's taking his time. Come on, Dream. Hurry up. You haven't won the match yet, mate. Oh, here comes Ricochet. Oh. Hurricane Rana's him off into Black and Cole. And now Ricochet going up. Looking to put Matt Riddle away. Shooting oh. star. Hits it. Goes for the cover. One, One two, two. Oh, oh, fucking twat. Last shot. Cole with a One, twat. two, twat. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby, is going to LXT TakeOver. He pins Ricochet and will face Johnny Gagano in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Oh, my God. What a matchup. Dan, what are your thoughts right now? Go fuck yourself, you fucking cunt. <laughs> it's not my fault. Adam Cole pinned Ricochet in a, in a classic encounter. You know, you Anyone show... but number five. Anyone but number five. I'm glad four didn't win. Uh, but all five men performed phenomenally in this match. It really was a great match. Eh. I mean, there's so many stories told in it as well. Between well, don't get me wrong, you know, it is typical of Adam Cole snatching a victory off of someone else who thoroughly deserved it more. Referee didn't see it. And there's another story told there with a dream tapping out, but referee didn't see it. So, I'm sorry, and Ricochet had it won there as well. But Adam Cole just showing his, uh, his cleverness and getting the job done. And Adam Cole leading with the Undisputed Era, we get the title shot. Fantastic matchup. I know you're not happy with the end result. What no, your... it, was a, it was a good match. What are your thoughts on NXT this month as we head into Takeover? Yeah, it has been thoroughly enjoyable. And again, you know, it is leading up to TakeOver better than Raw and SmackDown is leading up to WrestleMania without a shadow of a doubt. Shadow of that. Can I press you for a match of NXT that we've seen that would uh, stand out to you? We've seen so many good ones. The tag team match, DIY versus... Uh, Ricochet and Black, I think. That's my favourite match. In oh, personal it... opinion, because it's told a better story overall. Yeah, yeah. You know, as told the Ricochet Gagano story, absolutely perfect. And it is just like a culmination of this story again. Well, I don't think we've seen better quality matches on a, a two part like we've seen in this network with you than we have probably ever. The standard is so high at the moment. It's doing really, really well. But no, NXT, NXT UK, and even 205 Live have all been very enjoyable. We've seen some very, very good matches. You know, I hope for many more to come. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, Tommaso Ciampa has given his reaction to relinquishing the WWE NXT title uh, due to undergoing neck surgery. He broke his silence on the move on Wednesday night on his official Twitter account. He wrote, a small piece of me died tonight. The greatest 237 days of my life. And let me just add that he has made an absolutely brilliant yeah. NXT champ. When when we first started doing this podcast, I would never, ever, ever thought that Chomper be champion, let alone be one of the greatest heels I've seen in yeah. NXT, let alone, you know, him and Johnny Gagana having some of the greatest matches I've seen in wrestling. Right, that, and it's a damn shame, you know, with the, like said, with the injury originally that he had on the leg and now with the neck. It's a shame. Um, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but usually with neck surgery like that, you could be looking anywhere from nine months to a year. So that's the problem with Chumper at the moment. Uh, but other plans for NXT TakeOver as well. Dreaming's NXT North America title will have a home at TakeOver New York coming up. GM William Regal added another match to the undercard. 
Yes, well, William Regal wrote on Twitter, last night, Matt Riddle nearly had Velveteen Dream beat in the Fatal Five way, while Riddle came up short. I want to see what happens when Riddle and Dream compete one-on-one for the NXT North American title at NXT TakeOver New York. James, your number one going to go up against your number Thoughts, please. I am really interested to see what they do, and I'm just glad Dream will have the success. Will have an easy North American uh, title <laughs> defense. Uh, no, like I say, it'll be interesting, and we have got the card now. So we do know in the main event it's going to be Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. We've got Shania Baszler, who's champion, going against Kari Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair for the Women's Championship. You've got Ricochet, Alistair Black, or the Forgotten Sons versus War Raiders for the Tag Team Championship. We've got Pete Dunne versus Volta for the NXT UK Championship. And Velteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship. Well, on an already stacked bill, does Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle have the chance to steal the show? No, so it doesn't have a chance to steal the show. I couldn't even um, say that. It's going to be Dunn versus Walt for the match I'm really looking out for. But what a stacked fucking card. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Forgotten Sons or Ricochet or Alistair Black. But if you look through that, that is matches to be really excited about. And I think TakeOver has a chance to really steal the show this year. Uh, on the live show for NXT TakeOver, we'll have a Dusty Classic final, plus we'll preview the card a bit more in-depth as well. What are your thoughts on the, the NXT TakeOver card? I think there's going to be some very good matches. Despite my hate for Adam Cole versus Johnny Gagano, I think them two will have a relatively good match. It's quite difficult to see which way these are going to go. Even all of these matches, which is something I like in WWE, something you don't know which way they're going to go. Basler, Sane, Io Shirai, Belair. What way is that going to go? Exactly, yeah. Uh, Ricochet, Ali B on Forgotten Sons versus War Raiders for the Tag Team Championships again. Pete Dunne versus Volta for the NXT UK Championship. <laughs> I have to call him Volta now. You have to call him Volta. Volta! Yeah, I can't wait. Water versus Pete Dunne. And obviously we'll bring... Like I say, we are live April 5th for NXT TakeOver, our live pre-show at 11pm. We'll bring you all the best. And of course, the Dusty Roads classic a dusty classic tag team final on that as well plus run through the card all the games that we play basler or done and everything else that we do will be fantastic and live april the 6th we've got a wwe hall of fame 2019 kicking off at 9 p.m and what uh, a, a very first time ever for the WNL podcast we bring you a special with all the details about the entrance into the hall of fame plus bringing you some best matches of their career as well it's the first time ever if anyone knows any decent uh, Tory Wilson. Tory Wilson matches, please let us know at our Twitter okay. accounts or email us or Facebook us or we'll just try and find a decent match. Um, and also live April the 7th, WrestleMania kickoff will be live from 10pm. Yeah, all the build up there and of course we'll probably have Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice for the Cruiserweight Championship as well, plus all the fun and games as we head towards WrestleMania 35. But our next episode will be Dan's Mystery WrestleMania coming to you uh, this weekend. Dan, what is your Mystery WrestleMania? Do you want to tell us? No. <laughs> no, you're not going to tell me. All right, we'll find out. On But that's it until now. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWNetReview or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at G underscore Rollins. I've got a, a, a notification that Google Plus will be closing down soon. But you can still find us or send us an email at WNR Podcast 
at gmail.com. And of course, with WNet Review, not only across all the Google platforms, but on YouTube as well. The WNet Review podcast, you can subscribe. Of course, podcasts go up on YouTube to do other places. At the same time, they do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also, it's free radio. We've got a live show coming up. So we're there April 5th, 6th and 7th, 11, 10, uh, 11, 9 and then 10. Of course, the three days for you on Spreaker Radio, Stitch Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. I have been James Rowlands and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>